It's showtime. It's showtime. You're now watching the Star Wars Friends Podcast Razor Crest Reaction Show. Starting at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This This is the way. Watching the Star Wars Friends podcast Razor Crest React Show covering each episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Don't forget to subscribe and join the conversation every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Now, here are your hosts, the Star Wars Friends. happening boys and girls of the youtube and facebook world my name is christopher merritt and you are watching the star wars friends podcast razor crest reacts it's friday night it's friday night you know it's gonna get crazy because we're here with our star wars friends and speaking of star wars friends who is with me right now this is josh and i want everyone to know that this is not all of the ahsoka swag that i have i just didn't i'm already sweating now so i didn't want to put more pins in here so sweaty but yeah this here i am Looking good. Looking good. Uh, this is Kyle, and I actually <laughs> have multiple Ahsoka shirts and uh, like uh, artwork and all kinds of stuff I could have put up here, and I didn't do it. You're like wow. the biggest Ahsoka fan I know. Fake fan. Fake fan. <laughs> Shun the non-believer. Shun the Call non-believer. fake. <laughs> This is Maggie, and I am wearing orange, white, and blue eyeshadow to go with my Ahsoka t-shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that great shirt. and I'm joined by Grogu. Grogu! Grogu! It's only... This is good. It's only a matter of time until Terry Mithril has his name. <laughs> Baby Yoda finally got his name. It's a premonition. <laughs> it's a premonition. And, of course, we are joined by our very, very good Star Wars friend, Mr. Stephen Lent. Steve, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great. I feel really blessed at the episode that I got to come on for. Yes. When, I mean, I think you told Welcome me about to this draw. maybe maybe three or four weeks ago. And I was like, okay, yes. episode five will be like mid-season. We might be slumping a little bit. We yeah. might be slumping to start high, oh. middle, low, slumping at all. Man, I'm excited to be here. Good, good. And for those that uh, have listened to the Star Wars Friends, been on our journey with us since the start, Steve was part of the Rise of Skywalker uh, React show. I forget what we called that episode. We probably had some cheeky name for it. But, I think uh, it was In Defense of the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I'll tell you what, it was It was one of our most listened to episodes by far. It definitely got a lot of reaction, and Steve really hit us with a lot of insight. Uh, he did. Different perspectives that I, I personally have never thought of. And we felt that Steve would be a perfect person here uh, tonight, regardless of what the content is. It just so happened that you did draw the lucky card. I, I got lucky. I got lucky. What an episode to come on for, man, oh, especially with man. Kyle and Josh here. I think they both are going to have a lot of super interesting takes, and I'm excited to hear them. Very cool. And I also want to give a shout out to Steve's artwork. Steve, yes. you have yes. set me up for failure like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, great. 
Yeah, I so Steve designs a lot of Star Wars friend art that you have seen, and I can't wait to get it on a t-shirt, Steve. I, I cannot wait to get your artwork on a yeah. t-shirt. We can I get still out love and- that I was turned into a porg. <laughs> yes. I know that that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I so uh I was telling Chris uh I love listening to the show. I do some art and stuff on the side, and uh my my regular day-to-day job doesn't really have me be creative at all. So those are just kind of like Sudoku puzzles, like mind, get your mind off of things. And I just kind of sink into them and they're just kind of fun to throw out a bunch of stuff on there. Like order 66 was an inside job, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the Beaumont improv crew, you know, things like that. Oh when yeah. You made me Thrawn. I mean, that's I like no one has ever done anything that nice for me ever. So awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, look at my... Kyle's uh, piece here. That was from there what, we go. You can have your uh, card back now, Kyle. I know. Lauren was trying to revoke it. It's bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a huge episode. Uh, before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to Maggie, as always, for the This Is The Way fundraiser on GoFundMe. And I want to go ahead and put that up on the screen because uh, you are just continually delivering here. So let's go ahead and put this up. In case you don't know, Maggie is, Maggie and her friends are spearheading this incredible GoFundMe fundraiser here. $17,108. We just had a $500 and a $200 donation, which is just like awesome, absolutely awesome. surreal to see you. Um, so I think cool. we're well on our way to hitting that 20,000 mark. Yeah, I think so too. I think that that is, it's definitely achievable. I mean, look at what you've done so far. I mean, this is incredible. Uh, good for you. Good Star for Wars you. fandom deserves all the credit. They've yes. done something incredible together. Yes. It's so cool. It's really cool. Very good work. Good work. And, uh, you have a, a big donor coming on another show that you do, uh, Miss E.K. Johnson. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. She's going to be joining you guys on the Geeky Fingers Waffle, crossed. huh? Fingers yeah. Crossed. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Uh, so is everyone, uh, did everyone watch the episode? Everyone in the chat? Is it spoiler? Can I, can I, I talk did not spoilers, watch. please? I haven't you gotten around watch? to it yet. What yeah. a fake I fan. <laughs> I did not watch. Okay. I watched <laughs> three times. I've, watched. I've already watched, watched it a three? couple times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I watched it at like 5 a.m. And then I watched again when I like actually got up and then I watched again. <laughs> Can I just right say I that this was the latest that I've ever watched an episode because my mom had a doctor's appointment at I eight. saw that. Yeah. And so I could not get up and watch it like I wanted to because I went with her and I did not watch it until nine o'clock. And I literally deleted Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr <laughs> off my wow. phone because I was paranoid. I was like, even if I turn off notifications, what happens if something pops up and I see something and like, I just did not want to be spoiled by this episode yeah. of yeah. all the episodes. It's so tough. I mean, guys, uh, in case, in case, I mean, listen, I think everyone that watches the star Wars friends podcast knows this, but guys stay off social media, stay off social media. Just give yourself that. Just that in general. Breathing room. <laughs> well, just in general. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Follow us at SW French show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but for real, uh, we see a lot of these posts as we go through our journey on Friday mornings of people angry about spoilers. I think the first couple of weeks had a lot of aggression towards folks that are posting spoilers and listen, rightfully. So if you're posting um, video or photos of these things without warning, like that's pretty inconsiderate, yeah. but, I subscribe to the 24 hour rule and I, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, you got 24 hours to watch. It's literally on the world's largest streaming platform. It's one of the largest IPs on planet earth. Please. You have 24 hours and I just want to talk about, it. I mean, I just want to talk about, it, but that's why we're here tonight. So use rot 13. It's not that hard. Like it's so easy to just communicate and code all day. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. 
you did. Yeah, you did post something crazy today. Uh, I didn't know what that was. I don't know how to read that. So, oh, I guess so if you don't, if anybody doesn't know how to read Rot 13, just search it on <laughs> Google, and an app literally pops up, and you pop the tweets into it, and you can see what they say, and then respond. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, code, a, it's a great way to speak in code, and the Star hmm. Wars fandom loves it. I like. I like it. to. I like it's to just say a that le- letter substitution. It's Avarash. Let's just say that. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. All right, everybody. In the chat, everybody hanging out with us on the show. <sighs> Deep breaths. Let's hear it. We want to hear all of your ideas, all of your love. I just have goosebumps because all I did was just think about what we saw today. Uh, so please share with us your thoughts, questions, the whole deal. This was such a big episode today on so many different levels, and I cannot wait to break it down. We know Kyle's watched it three times. Did Josh, you stayed up till 3 a.m. Was this your first 3 a.m. watch? Oh, this season, yes. Yeah. Wow. 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 Had to do it. Had to do it. I, I actually had the opportunity to do it without ruining the, uh, you know, having to work yeah. the next day or something. So it, it uh, yeah. Cool. It, yeah. Had I haven't stayed it. up that late in about a decade. So good. Me for you. too. Those days for me are <laughs> over, man. By nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, my, my batteries are winding down. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was, it, I can't imagine. And, and Kevin Cabral, our good friend, Kevin Cabral is in the chat tonight too. I saw he stayed up super late. I think he was live tweeting. Kevin, Kevin, it lives by the spoilers be damned creed. I could tell on, on Twitter <laughs> and has gotten in some pretty funny conversations. I got to see today. Uh, this is okay. I just put chapstick on cause I'm preparing to talk for, uh, <laughs> like excitedly for an hour and a half here. Um, where do we begin? <laughs> oh, you got some chapstick too. Everyone grease up. It's I'm ready uh, to it's go. Be a crazy one. Uh, Josh, what you I got? got some. I, it blew my mind. I mean, I guess by seeing what the format of the episode was, um, it made sense, but you know, we had, I think we had all kind of thought that we were at, at earliest, like second, third, we were going to see her, uh, uh so oh, really? and, uh, and I was like, Oh, they ripped that bandaid off right away. She's like in the yeah. opening, the opening right, away. Right, right away. away. Right away. Right uh, away. Some uh, of the openings this season have been really great. Like oh my God, the section before the title card, some of them are so great. <laughs> I've been daring some of my friends that are like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to watch it with my kids. So I got away from them. I'm, I'm like, Hey, watch it through the title card and then stop. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> no so, so you know, uh, Kyle, I I thought of you a lot during this episode because you are on this show, at least in my opinion. No offense, Josh, you are decked out very nice. You look very swaggerific. Uh, but Kyle is is the Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, you are like the general of Ahsoka on this <laughs> show. I definitely general I mean, Ahsoka. No, I agree. With, I agree with that. An admiral. You're an admiral. Good call. Grand admiral. Good call. Yeah. You are the I'm grand excited. admiral. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. I really am. Because he hasn't said much yet. I don't even <laughs> know if he likes it. <laughs> Not yet. Now, we, as you all know, on the Razor Crest Reacts, we go through the entire episode. But we start off with just initial reactions. So I want to go to Kyle first. I mean, this was – I did. I genuinely thought of you several times throughout the episode. So what was your take on the episode? What's your initial reaction? Uh, I – I was somewhere in the middle. I wasn't like madly in love with it. I also didn't hate it. I think there was some things that were like kind of big misses. Oh, and I think there okay. was some, some, as far as just that character, I thought the episode was great, but if we're talking about just the character, I thought there were some things that were kind of obviously off and there was some stuff that was really, really spot on. Um, but I, it did 
I got used to it and it grew on me a little more after I watched it a couple more times too. I will say the first watch was my least favorite. I didn't dislike it, but I liked it more as I watched it again and again. Okay. I, I feel that way about almost every episode this season is yeah. the second watch, the third watch makes it yeah. so much better. Um, I guess, I mean, I, I kind of understand what you mean, Kyle. It's just that it's so much to take in mm-hmm. right away for better or worse, but, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. I love it. Josh, I'm excited you? to hear what, what his middle of the roads ons are, offs are, because <laughs> for me too, he's like the Ahsoka aficionado. So I don't yeah. know a ton I about the character. That. Um, uh, like, no, yeah. So I'm excited to hear, well, I don't think, you know, she would do this or she would do that. We're actually talking about that before the stream started. I think it's so interesting to get people's takes on characters because just like I do with a lot of my favorite characters, you kind of take on some things that like, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of take on some things for yourself and combine it with the character and it's how you and the character interact with how the how the story plays out. So I'm interested to hear that stuff as we walk our way through the, the episode here. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. I mean, that's what it's all about now. Grogu. Let's hear it, dude. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Um, I overall, I really liked it. I did have some nitpicks, but no major issues with uh, how Rosario played the character or the, the way the episode played out or anything. Um, all of my things were like, you know, stuff like, Dude, just like Ahsoka, use the force and push that lady over. Like, what are you doing? Like oh, stuff like okay, you know, okay. stupid okay. little yeah. things. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed it. It was it was really good. Okay, Miss Maggie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Dadalorian, always always here <laughs> oh, for that. that. Awesome. Um, so I, like the only Ahsoka scene I really liked like the most, like her lightsaber battle was really cool. I had some issues with the the pacing for that. Um. But I really like the scene with the training the child or like mm. trying that whole encounter felt like Ahsoka that we all love and know because there's like some lightheartedness and like some gentle teasing. And it was it was snips. I mean, that was we saw her so perfectly. Um, my actual biggest issue with this film or film, it felt like a film, to be it honest. Did like feel like an hour long film. Yeah, yeah to, with this was um, the, the, the like the background character that like had three lines and was otherwise silent and then like given like like the honor of being the mayor or something at the end but there was like no dialogue and it was really awkward and it fell into like a really unfortunate okay. trope so there there was okay. an article that came out at the beginning yep. of the year that was about the, the silent asian role and like this trope that things fall into and that was like all i could think of when i was watching that because he had like two lines it was like watch out and i don't want to talk to you it was just it was weird and i wondered if like stuff had gotten cut if there had been more and then they just like pieced it together uh, i was like okay. ah, it'll okay. work um, because the whole like final scene was really awkward with him just like kind of like smiling and like shrugging to Ahsoka and then walking back. I don't know. I that the whole that whole thing like rubbed me wrong and I've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that was a it was odd. It was choice. a weird choice. But overall you enjoyed it. You enjoyed yeah, it. It was a good yeah. episode. We good. learned the child's name. Yeah, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, Steve, before I go to you, I want to just give my quick take because I want you to take us into the episode here. Um, I think that Ahsoka aside, yes, Ahsoka is a character in this episode. I think that overall the aesthetic of the episode was incredible. It put us in a different place. A lot of Macquarie designs. Uh, The the town was fantastic. The planetscape of Corvus. 
I love seeing Imperial decimated worlds. It's part of the Star Wars lore. It's part of what the Imperial complex does to create their machines of murder. So to see Corvus totally stripped down and you see some smokestacks in the back at some point in time, let's talk about Ludwig Gorenson's score. And I know that that Lauren Romo in the chat just popped up. That's by me saying Ludwig, uh, cause that's her dude. But that score was incredible. I think that there was a lot of Dune, David Lynch Dune vibes going on in this episode. Oh my God. I love the character designs, all of them, all of them, including Ahsoka. I think that the costume was fantastic. And all I have to say is white lightsabers in live action. Mm. That's, I mean, to they me, are so dope. They really, to just me, are. yeah. Okay, I talk about goosebumps all the time. I'm a very emotional person. I, I definitely wear everything on my sleeve. I'm very open. But Josh, you said it when 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 we got her right away. My whole body, like I don't know what happened, but my entire body exploded in in goosebumps and excitement. And <laughs> it's been a very long time. And I and I'm I think probably the last time was when Ray pulled the lightsaber from the snow in Force Awakens in the theater. That might be the last time that I got that full explosion. Because um, this is a character I followed for how long? How long have we watched Ahsoka now? And watch the, the character development. And here we are. The white lightsabers. My God. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Kyle, what you got? I got two things about the aesthetics. The When that cold open with the, like, kind of where she's out in the burnt down trees and mowing down all those red shirts reminded me a lot of um, uh, Kyle Ren on Mustafar when he oh, was okay. doing yeah, that. Yeah. With yeah. that hazy burnt trees yeah. and all that. The Iron Forest, and, I think it, they called it. Something like yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. And then um, I thought also when you were talking about the white lightsabers, I could tell, especially when they were on her hips, you could really tell that one was the shorter like yes, Shoto yeah, lightsaber. Yes, uh, you could see that in live action more than you could on Rebels because it's the case on Rebels too, but they look more like mirror images of each other if you're not really, really looking. I think the lighting off those lightsabers, like the actual cinematography, the lighting from those lightsabers was so beautiful how it framed the characters during the, the final battle, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. But And we got a few photos as always we're going to show up, but it's just a different look and uh, I'm all here for it. I'm all here yeah. for it. Wherever it goes from here, I'm all in on live action Ahsoka. Uh, very excited. Now, Steve, I want you to give us your reaction. What are your thoughts before we break down this episode? I thought it was fantastic. And I think it's interesting because for me, I think you guys have talked about before what's what's kind of people's the Star Wars, the Star Wars thing, where for some people it's the the books or for some people it's the comics, mm -hmm. the games, the cartoons, the live action movies. For me, I've always been, even, even from when I was a little kid, more of a live action movie. Like that's my, well, that's the most star Warsy. Now there's this other stuff, but that's like the most star Warsy. So yeah. this is kind of my first time seeing that character, even though I've seen clone wars in quote unquote, my most star Warsy realm. And I don't think she let down at all. I'm interested to see people who have watched her Highest more. Level I, canon. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm interested to hear people's takes uh, who have watched her more on the show because I've seen Clone Wars all the way through once. I'm still waiting for the Kyle Ketchup segment where he goes through Clone Wars every single day <laughs> and tells us what to know from this episode. What we should oh, God, to. I would love that if we had the time. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, I've been through Clone Wars definitely once, and I think I've seen uh, most of Rebels. 
Okay. So, so coming from a mainly live action Star Wars thing, this is my first time kind of seeing the character. And I think there's a ton of interesting aspects from her. I think it was interesting that people called her to her face a Jedi a few times and she never responded to that. Yeah. Yeah. She never corrected it, which she she, has She never corrected it. I thought that was really interesting because me being just a live action person, the last thing that I heard out in the rumblings was that she said that she is no Jedi. Right. In those exact words. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I'm interested to hear her, but uh, I also think Ahsoka very smartly uses silence a lot. I think she's grown up a lot. In that, mm-hmm. where she was maybe a blabbery mouth little kid yeah, like we all yeah. are. And now people say things to her and she'll just kind of sit there for a second, kind of stare at them and just kind of think about right. what's happening and maybe not respond at all because maybe I don't need to respond to this. You know, She's very and wise. There's a, there's a couple interesting things about deals being made and maybe deals being dropped that I think she used that silence to maybe get around. But we'll talk about that as we go. But my 30,000 feet top level, super excited. Awesome to see. This is our first time seeing Jedi in this uh, world. I don't want the Mandalorian show to be taken over by Jedi, just like every other. Okay. Okay. At, like just like every other Star Wars thing is. I really like that this is the first time we've seen Jedi. But super excited. Awesome stuff. So many cool things to talk about. Good. I like it. Yeah. So okay. So you are kind of kind of you miss some things with Ahsoka, which is interesting because I tweeted out earlier that I've received more text messages today from people who aren't necessarily hardcore star Wars fans or not. I mean, they're definitely haven't watched rebels or clone wars, but they yeah. really loved the episode. Uh, they yeah. want to know a little bit more about this and that's cool. I mean, that that's is really cool. It's that's what we've always talked about is having a show like the Mandalorian to really open up people's eyes to different things. Like for example, uh, Mara in the chat, she posted her favorite thing in the show was Tython. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. If y'all don't know Tython, welcome to the club. This is, this is going to blow your mind. I was so excited. Oh, what a cool drop. So this is a, this is really to your point, Steve, for a lot of folks who aren't really hardcore into the fandom. I hope that this is some type of, uh, olive branch or, yeah. um, I think it's an interesting, uh, kind of, kind of angle to think about it, that this is many people's first interaction with Ahsoka. They're like, who yeah. is this person? Who is yeah. this Jedi? They don't know that she's quote unquote is or is not a Jedi or anything like that. So there's so much to learn. I, I, I do want people to know, though, I have been an ally for Ahsoka. Whenever people ask me about Ahsoka, I send the exact same clip from YouTube. It's the uh, <laughs> I didn't bring you a jetpack when she when she's like, I don't oh, need okay. one. And she's on her way down. Yeah, I'm yeah. like this. Yeah. I'm like this Ahsoka Tano. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Kyle, well, what you Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Maggie. It's fine. No, go ahead. Ooh, back and forth. Oh, sh- well, now I forgot what I was going to say because I was being polite. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Uh, what I was just going to say was something like I think I've said before on here is that I really like the way that they have created Den as a gateway for new fans to experience things that we are all familiar with from mm. his point of mm-hmm. view because he is largely unaware of the galaxy. I don't know what he's pretty sheltered ignorant. life he's yeah. lived um, for being such a, a well-known bounty hunter. Harbored he in a very cult. little. Harbored in a cult. Yeah, I mean, it's the cult. But he knows so little. And so through him, we get to see our old friends and new Star Wars fans get to experience things for the first time without being made to feel stupid. 
They don't have to be like, they don't have to rush to Wikipedia and try to figure out like what's going on. There's enough there through Din that they're like, oh, so this is Ahsoka. And then there's enough that they can be like, oh, maybe I should watch Clone Wars. And they don't feel like they're missing something because they are at the same level as the main character. And I think that, I don't know if that was how they intended Din to be or if it just happened, but it is truly like what I have always pictured as like a gateway Star Wars for people. And we already see people who are like, oh, The Mandalorian was the first Star Wars thing I watched. And now I've watched all the movies or I've started watching Clone Wars. And it's like, it's it's such a great way, like big picture to introduce right. people to something that I know people have talked about on here and on other podcasts, how difficult it is uh, to to know everything about star Wars because it's existed for 40 years beforehand. And there's stuff that is Canon and isn't Canon. And like, it's great. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If this points people to, um, clone wars and rebels after the fact and gets them interested in that and helps make the rebels sequel slash spinoff slash whatever happen or more, uh, content with those characters that we already love. That's a great thing for everybody involved. Yeah. Oh, agreed. And, and that's the thing is it's just, uh, oh, all right, this is good. I, and Steve, you're part of this here being kind of a quasi. Now we love Ahsoka. Clearly it is the, she is the icon of our podcast. We have chosen Ahsoka to represent the star Wars friends podcast because Ahsoka is one of those characters that should be a unifying force. Um, Ideally, in the community, Ashley Eckstein, who had portrayed Ahsoka for as long as uh, as long as until up this morning, uh, until this morning, she has been an incredible ambassador to the Star Wars community. And uh, we are proud to represent Ahsoka at the Star Wars Friends podcast. So with that being said, we get to chapter 13, which I thought when people put on Twitter that it was called the Jedi because that came out pretty quickly after chapter 12. Um, I was like, oh, maybe it's just wishful thinking. Maybe it's just hopeful, and it's not going to be the Jedi. It's probably going to be like the Captain, and it's be the uh, the Mon Cala and the green J.C. Penny sweater, and then we get a whole offshoot episode there, which I would have loved. I would have enjoyed that one. Um, but we uh, we get the Jedi. That's the title of this episode. How fantastic! And I. We had a bunch of thoughts on how this could have gone. It didn't go any way I thought it was going to go, which is the best type of Star Wars. Is that I don't know exactly what's yeah. going to happen. Um, but here, let me let me pull up here the first image we basically are greeted with of Ahsoka Tano. Oh, look at that. Mm, man. Uh, one of the best ones of the whole episode. Oh, my God. So in the, uh, in the robes, which I thought we were going to see her in the robes the entire episode, I did not think that we would get as much uh, de-hooded Ahsoka in this episode. I thought that there might be some difficulties on how to pull this character off in live action. I really think they did a great job of this. So those white lightsabers, the hood, everything about this is very samurai. The, yeah. uh, the whole fight scene in the, um, the whole fight scene in the, the woods here is just absolutely incredible. So very cool scene here. And you get, it goes back and forth between um, these, these kind of like scenes from inside the, the stronghold, the stronghold in the on the planet, and all these blaster bolts in the in the woods. So all these red lines, and you know, there's a battle. It actually, looked a little bit like uh, Mimban from Solo. 
Star, Star Wars story. I got a little oh, bit yeah. of vibe from that. Just a war, just a war scene, you know, and it cuts to the white lightsabers. It's so incredible. So very excited. Steve, what you got? What's on your mind with that? Yeah, I uh, so this this whole the first time I was watching this scene, it made me think a lot of uh, I don't know if you guys play uh, games at all. Years and yeah. years back, there was a there was a, a series called the Force the Force Unleashed. Yeah, for the Force Unleashed yeah. two, there was a cinematic trailer that they put out that very much had the same vibe where it was someone stuck inside a dark cell with a bunch of stormtroopers. And they would, he would turn his lightsabers on and off and go in and out of the shadows. It was very reminiscent yes. of this. It was very, very cool. So I loved how they made her go in and out of the smoke, in and out of the shadows. Super, super cool. Very let's, samurai, yeah. Let's pull up another yeah, image here. They even, they even dressed her in a kind of samurai-esque outfit. You can see once she takes that, that cloak off later in the light, she's got like those kind of like pants things that the samurai warriors have that look mm-hmm. almost like a skirt, yeah. you know what I mean? But then they split right, they're when she something just like yeah. that. Yep. And then they did a couple shots where she's standing up on top of the ledge and her, it's like blowing in the wind and she, draws, Oh yeah. She, she's so very good. much like the, the Ronin of star Wars. Yeah, and uh, Kyle, I was just telling Kyle the other night about a game called Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PS4 oh, game. Uh, very, a lot of good shots. So along those lines, Justin, welcome to Razor Crest React. Hey, late everybody's entry. got ghost yeah. from the fog, <laughs> <laughs> like a Sokatano in the woods. Uh, Justin emerges. So, hey, hey. where's your white lightsabers, man? Come on, me? I don't yeah. have a white lightsaber. Come on, you need now. to give me yeah, one. Do though. come on, you need to give me one. <laughs> so I got a dark saber. So incredible. Yeah, you, yeah, I do have Darksaber too. Uh, we should play. So we have Ahsoka <laughs> cutting through all these incredible looking troopers. Now, did anyone else recognize that they had Imperial uh, insignia marks on them? So they had. I didn't uh, see that, yeah. So they do. They're, they were definitely Imperial, um, but they had the really cool voices. They had the yeah. garbled voices, um, very great costume design. Very excited about that. And uh, was their yeah. mask or a portion of their mask used again from something else? They look so familiar to me. Um, they, well, I don't know if it was maybe that, that the eye slit or. I don't know if it was the two. Something about them looks so familiar to me. A lot of common design aesthetics in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything very specific. But Didn't the eyes kind okay. of look like Empty's Nest? A little bit. Yeah, a little mm. bit. So we see all these this fight scene. Now, anyone else get Clone Wars vibes from the fight scene? So I got a lot of Clone Wars vibes from her motions. I think they captured Ahsoka's motions beautifully in this opening sequence. Uh, I think it was so well done. It was fast. It was exciting, disappearing in and out of the shadows, uh, only to dismantle the crew. We got a first-person point of view of Ahsoka sneaking up on a trooper. Um, But ultimately, she eventually ascends to this gated uh, fort, this fortified area. And she is greeted with the magistrate and uh, Michael Bean's character. And I don't know that character name. So if anyone knows that Imperial officer's uh, name. He was like Captain. Captain. Okay. Captain, Captain. Okay. We'll, we'll deal with Captain because they're not doing a lot of crazy names in this, this season. Um, did he was anyone- so jarring. Oh, I, I liked him. Because he was I creepy. I couldn't stand it. He was so creepy. I was just, he when was I was on some, Octu- some kind of accent or a voice that was... Uh, he was definitely trying to portray. I don't know if it was 
a strained voice or like, that he's had a strained pass or something like that. But they're definitely trying to portray that he's either under tension or has been through tension or has been through pain or something like that. So he's like a hired yeah. mercenary, wasn't he? So he's yeah. probably yeah. been through all kinds of stuff. Hired gun, they called him later, I think. Yeah. Um, when I was on Octu Radio earlier today talking about this, I was I pointed out that like he felt really uncomfortable. Like he walked awkwardly. He walked like an actor who wasn't comfortable in his costume, and it distracted me the entire time. And I also yeah. couldn't figure out who he was because I knew his face, but I couldn't figure out like who he was. And for me, it reminded me of when Bill Burr was in it. It was like a face I recognized, oh, okay. oh, yeah. and he stood out like. Okay some people look right for star Wars. Like some people have a face that you can just forget oh, that you know yeah. them. And he was a face that was like, you've been in a bunch of like B level, like yeah. films yeah. on which sci-fi is true. channel, which is true, which is yeah. true. On sci-fi <laughs> channel that I've watched at like 11 PM when nothing was else on. And your face is not a star Wars face. Right. And he stood out and he was just so stiff. Like he walked like, I loved it though. I loved it. I was so, but I liked it because it was so weird. It I mean, was but then so didn't jarring. you just, didn't you just like Bill Burr though? I mean, I hated. I, well, I hated Bill Burr because Bill Burr played Bill Burr. That was, yeah, that's, I true. Like Bill that's Burr. true. Bill Burr played it. I love Bill Burr in breaking bad. Because he played a slightly he was different. good in that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he played a slightly different Bill Burr. Slightly different. <laughs> Come on, slightly different. an actual character. Yeah, he was but, Johnny Ringo in Tombstone. He had like one of the best characters in that movie. <laughs> that Are is, you serious? Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Here's Michael the, Bean's good. Michael Bean is good. Michael Bean is. I really like this character. It re- reminded me a lot of 1980s uh, action films like RoboCop and things like that, where the villain yeah. is just like, Creepy. to your point, Maggie, so stiff and like it's so awkward. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved it. So. All right, we talk on the show sometimes where we have to go back and listen to things or, or hear things like Boba Fett Spurs when Cobb Vanth walks into the, the cantina. Did anyone else notice that Rosario's first few um, lines of dialogue were very clipped and nuanced to meet Ashley Eckstein's delivery of Ahsoka's dialogue? I, mm. And I, it's something that I would encourage any of you to go back and listen to, um. but it was very very i think intentionally done so you can break into the voice because as the episode went on rosario was very um her was very Mm -hmm. rosario but the first few lines of dialogue go back and listen you're going to hear some nuance and some inflection that is very similar to ashley Eckstein. kyle what's your thoughts on that i i thought her cadence and of course the dialogue uh you know dave is involved so the dialogue itself Mm -hmm. is going to be on point but i thought her her cadence was on point and the oh yeah the tone it the emotional tone was correct but the tone as in like the actual frequency of her voice was never going to be close right uh, ashley's voice she's like a an angel on earth with the voice of a cherub <laughs> so like obviously no one's gonna match that send that but, clip to ashley somebody um, ashley sounds so like young and so youthful that she brings that to Ahsoka so well and that was one of the reasons why all things aside I like the idea of Rosario because she's has a more mature voice and a more mature like body language and so that's what I was I was hoping and like envisioning for Ahsoka at this point in her life agreed yeah, that's it's what not, I was going to say. It's not really is that it, much later than we saw her in Rebels that no, was the other no, thing. Yeah, no. oh, yeah. So, okay. So, like, that's where someone like me wouldn't I, – I don't know those gaps of time as well as you guys do. Does it make it easier knowing that maybe we haven't seen her for a while? But you're saying it hasn't been that long. So, it's number what, one – Six – five years? Four years? 
It's it's about a yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's since quite a bit the of scene w- with where, where she crashed and she's and she's looking at all the helmets. Since then, no, that was actually no, the end no, of Clone Wars. No. Yeah, that's a she very long. Oh yeah, okay, too. yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's okay. not forget, Ahsoka has gone through a lot of shit in her so life. Much. Number two. The last time we saw Ahsoka, she went probably through the most major shit of her life, which was almost be- being killed by her former master on Malachor, then being pulled into the world between worlds, which is just like <laughs> totally crazy. So Ezra Bridger saved her life, went through a time portal to remove her into the modern realm. And she basically is faced with all of these different, uh, I mean, really heavy, heavy emotions uh, we know her story. We know that she oh, is been through a lot, <laughs> a lot. So yes, we, we, we kind of joked Ahsoka the white, but I think Ahsoka the wise, uh, I think Ahsoka is that, that elder Jedi master. And that scene that we're about to talk about in this episode, I felt very Yoda in ESB. I mean, it was just like, and it so wasn't as is. profound. It wasn't as, as deep or lore setting, but Ahsoka is to everyone's point, even in the chat, people talk today already about um, her stoicism and just kind of like just listening or thinking before she speaks. And that's just really um, it's just really something to think about. It's good. Well, she's the she is the best of Obi-Wan and and Anakin and Padme. And that's very much Obi-Wan is she's she's showing the patience and the compassion and just her connection to the force. And that's, you saw a lot of that and that's, you know, she, she really develops that as she gets older. And I think even as she realizes, um, kind of the path that some of that edgy stuff, Anakin did led him down because at this point she does realize his failure and she even mentions it. And I'm, I'm putting the cart before the bowl a little bit. We'll get there. I'm sure. But yeah, um, I, I think that whole thing with Anakin weighs on her mind. A lot. A lot. Probably all the time. So I totally agree. I just pulled up this photo just so we can talk real quick about the aesthetic without the robe. I really think that this captures Ahsoka <sighs> so well. An elder Ahsoka um, yeah, or an adult Ahsoka. And it's just beautiful. It's just marvelous, marvelously done. I love it. Um, everything about the look. I'm on board with, I was very nervous. I was very nervous that they weren't going to be able to get it right. Uh, but I, I think that they pulled it off marvelously. Kudos once again to the strong costuming team at the at team Mando. So very yeah. cool. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it? I, I'm going to counterpoint that. I, I, I think I, it was good and she looks mostly good. I think the Lake who are pretty bad. Okay. I think they have, like cracks in them. I think the 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 blue is not dark enough. Mm, I think the okay. the striping isn't vertical enough. I think they're too small. I think they. I've seen cosplayers at conventions that have Leku that look just like that or better. Uh, and I think mm. for her to be on the Mandalorian, they could have. They could. I I I agree. Or um, with that. I, I agree. I did. I will say that the I think it was the art director for the Mandalorian tweeted that the reason why her Liku are so short is because of proportions to Rosario's like body, and also the fight stuff didn't work with longer Liku. Agreed. That was it. Yeah. I mean, there. Has I think. To be it, I think it was that debate of like, what can we like logistically do and still like salvage the image. 
I, hey, I think there was a there was a huge movement for a long time to get Rosario to play uh, Soka. I think uh, for that, years, that, yeah. And there's and that picture. Are, so. There's that picture from the early 2000s of her and Hayden. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And people like I remember seeing fan art of her as Ahsoka back in like when the Clone Wars was airing originally. So I'm just gonna chalk it up to I'm super psyched. I'm super psyched. I think it was is I mean it was well done. Steve, what's on your mind? Um, uh, is there anything me being the Star Wars apologist that I am? Is there anything <laughs> that uh, um, uh, as that species ages, the colors fade, they shorten up. No, we get taller and then we get smaller. Anything there? No, shock. T it's, had it's, some. It's actually the. It's actually the other way around. They get longer yeah. as they get older. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, now I like Alan's point in the chat here. Sorry, and guys. actually, someone called me out on that, but they are called Leku. So yeah, uh, like, yeah, they the are. top are Montreal's, the bottom are Lanku. Yeah, and and I think the creases is just like crow's feet. I mean, dude, I'm old as shit. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, I, <laughs> it's like yeah, of course they're gonna wrinkle up a little bit. Go ahead, Josh. Um, I did see people online saying, "Well, like, look at how big Shock T's were," and I was like, "Shock T didn't do anything in the <laughs> like she didn't have got cut down by much. Grievous." Yeah, and and I'll, I, I would be really sympathetic with the top part. Uh, but I, the the part that hangs down her body should have been longer, in my opinion. Yeah. Any I chance it was it was super cold on this planet, and you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's how that works <laughs> exactly, but okay. it is possible. Lake you get shrinkage. <laughs> well, oh my God. Right. right. <laughs> All right. So here we go. We we uh, we got a lot to cover here. There's a lot of ground to cover. Let's just kind of let's kind of be expeditious. Uh, and get to the really heavy parts here. So we we get this dialogue between Ahsoka and the magistrate and Michael Bean's character, Captain My Captain, uh, where you know she's got the magistrate has this this prisoner clearly tortured. Like how many lives would is, is worth your life or whatever her dialogue was basically trying to pull at Ahsoka's heartstrings. Ahsoka's basically like, yo, you got one day before I come back and just literally light you up. So deal with. She it. was not having it. She's no. like. Mm. Yeah, she. I mean, she probably knew she could take them all, but uh, was probably tired from. I mean, it's a Sokatano. Right. You can't. No, I mean, uh, undeniable. So she disappears into the shadows. Uh, Michael Bean's like, yo, we got this. I got like two robots and like 12 guards. Like, it's totally fine. Um, I knew right then and there they were going to get smoked. So then it cuts to the Mandalorian and our good friend at this point in time, still known as the child, AKA baby Yoda in this beautiful, fun little moment where uh, he's, you know, hopping around the cockpit of the razor crest and then dad, space daddy's like, Hey, have a seat in the back seat. Like you got to chill. And the baby's like reaching towards the silver knob, which we know my heart strings. Oh, toy. Can I just say, like, when this moment happened, the, my very first thought was, oh, no, they are going to have something happen at the end of this episode. And Din is going to remember that he took the ball from the child and have it in his pocket. Like, he's going to get back on the ship alone. He's going to yeah. reach to do something with that thing and be like, oh, no, it's not there. And 
like have that emotional moment of like, what have I done? That's all I could picture. And I was like, yes. I want to stop this episode right now and just look for spoilers. Cause like, I didn't know if I could emotionally be like fit to handle that. It, it yeah. definitely had enough prominence to know that it was going to play a part at some point, but the part yeah. that it played, I was not expecting and was delighted. So uh, that was very cool, but it just definitely tugged at those emotional strings. You know, he, uh, yeah, he gets the ball off. That's hilarious. He's using his force powers. Like he stole the space, macarons and he now knows that he can pull things into his direction whenever he so chooses so they are now pulling into the atmosphere of corvus which is we learned from bo-katan was a forested planet clearly it is deforested it is it looks like it got hit by a planet destroyer um it really is something to behold beautiful planetscape by the way and i listen i know it's ghastly it's ugly that's why i said it had a lot of dune vibes david lynch dune vibes but that is great star wars not every planet's going to be a total desert or a a rain planet or whatever you Mm -hmm. have to have these industrial wastes from time to time and uh that was pretty cool steve what are your thoughts i wanted to see at that scene right there i love the new hope call out to the guys tracking him as he comes oh, in. Oh, yeah. Good that call. was great. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is so so on point right there. And yeah. I do want to say, back to where Ahsoka was standing at the gate, I got to say, at 4.06, it looks like there's a solo shrug by Ahsoka. I, I just want to say that. There's a little oh, really? solo There's a little solo shrug. Ah, look, at, okay. look around 4.06. I think you might see okay. a little solo shrug. Okay. Well, we get uh, – so we get – oh, Kyle, go ahead. Sorry. I, I do think – and I think this is sort of what you were saying earlier, Chris. That very first conversation that Ahsoka had with the – did they call her a magistrate or whoever, the woman with the spear – um, was was very much Ahsoka. It's no nonsense. I'm not taking your bullshit. I'm yep. like telling you how it yep. is. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do the right thing, and then if you don't, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And that's like very much Ahsoka, especially at this stage. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, so we learn a lot about this, and it, it gets it gets really good from here. So the the Mando now walks up to the gates. He's greeted by the these these guys, whatever they are. That but yeah, take a look at the Imperial insignias. They're right on the left chest. You can't miss them, and it all ties in at the end of the episode. So um, Mando walks into this in this village, which is destitute. It's very awful, and he goes up to a vendor, calls her vendor because of course it's the Mandalorian season two, and we just call folks for what they are. Hello, um, vendor. Hey, hello, hey, so has anybody played Skyrim? I know like, of Skyrim. <laughs> it's so Skyrim-ish, and I love it to death. Hello, Vendor. Uh, that, that was funny. And then Vendor, of course, just ignores him and walks away. Then he looks down an alley to see uh, a man and two children and tries to talk to them. He The, the man shoes the children away. He's like, don't talk to them and don't talk to me. And I'm like, okay, this planet is weird. And... Um, Mando obviously is confused because he's just trying to get information about the Jedi. And then that's where these soldiers come up and says, yo, the magistrate wants to see you. Now we get to go into the magistrates, the inner courtyard, but we're greeted with these citizens inside of these torture racks. And it's so creepy. Um, very medieval, very, uh, the one gets shocked and looks like the, the one Imperial soldier from, or, or captain from that one episode with Bo-Katan. Uh, cause you get to see the whole inside of the skeleton and things like that, but it just looks like real nasty public humiliation. And that's, that's pure torture. Steve, what are your thoughts? I do want to say specifically about those people. 
Um, I feel like some of the like one line characters don't often get call outs. I think that guy did a really good job at that scene. And then there's a later scene where she says, go ahead and execute him. And he says like, please don't the, his timbre of his voice, the way he delivered it. I really believed him. I think so. Whoever you are, two line guy that was in the stockade, (laughs) you did a great job, man. You really did. Love it. I'm very sorry for anyone who has listened to any podcasts I've done today or tomorrow, because I'm just going to keep repeating myself about this whole thing. I love Star Wars when Star Wars is uncomfortable. Mm. Um, it's one of the reasons why I will forever love the Canto bite scene in the, uh, the last Jedi, because it shows that the Star Wars also has an incredibly dark underbelly and things. I mean, obviously like it's about war, but we oftentimes don't see those like effects of war and mm. the way that people, I think it, it, it appeals to the historian in me and like the anthropologist in me who like actively wonders what's going on beyond what we're seeing. And like, I think seeing these horrors and these like uncomfortable truths of like the effects of war and like what is happening in a larger scale across the galaxy of these people who are so power hungry and will stop at nothing to hurt people to get their own, like, means to an end essentially i love it i love dark star wars and i think that that's one of the reasons like i will forever like rally around the idea of having a darker star wars with a a director who will go there yeah because it's it's a world at war like three times over like things are not great baby yoda's really cute but the world is not great. Bogotan knife to the throat. That's all I, yes, I got to say. Go on that the stuff like go there. Like, yes, it's a, it's a kid's kid's show, but it can go oh, there. They went pretty hard. This it season. can go hard, go hard. Kyle, what's go on hard, your Well, and, and this, this woman, this Imperial woman is like destroying entire planets oh, too, yeah. just yes. to farm it of resources for, I mean, for the, to build more military stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. America. But, and I mean, and that uh, was the whole thing in the last Jedi too. Cause like Rose and her sister were from a planet that had, had its entire mineral resources stripped by the first order. That's what happens to Lothal yeah. in uh, yeah. Rebels. Spoiler right. alert. Well, I mean, yes. how, how do you think they build these things? Though? I mean, it makes total yeah. sense. Um, um, and it- but Chris, I, I did want to say, you know, the, the torture thing that they had them standing in where if you lean over too much, it like, shocks yeah, yeah. you it reminded me very much of when kit fisto and anakin skywalker and padme oh, amidala and okay. um oh, yeah. Jar Jar Binks okay. are trapped by the electric eels in uh the clone wars yes in star See, wars that would be when this, Char? this week on kyle while helping prince lee char yes Yes, oh, Clone Wars. That's this one. Lee Char. <laughs> no Lee Char. His little right. wizard zapper thing. Let's move on from Lee Char. So uh, we get to this inner courtyard where the Mandalorian is greeted by the magistrate. Uh, very, uh, I mean, listen, she's in this beautiful complex, clearly hoarding all the, the goods for herself, a la, I mean, this is like classic trope here. But uh she has this droid in the background that actually looks like a Coruscant police officer helmet if, if from the Clone it Wars. Um, very similar design there. Very cool. But she has this, you know, she's she's going back and forth. Mando's trying to find the Jedi. She wants to kill the Jedi, so he accepts a job. He tells her it's going to be pricey. And she goes ahead and she's like, all right, well, hey, here's the staff. And this, this is a massive staff that uh, she hands over to him and he just dings it on the gauntlet and it produces this very um, tone, very nice tone. And 
immediately he knows it's Beskar. And this is kind of uh, the payoff. You know, hey, if you if you kill the Jedi, you can get this Beskar spear and, and return Beskar to your your rightful keepers. So um he takes- again with all the like samurai vibes that this show has, I, I think that set that you just had up on the screen was like a oh yeah a, a koi pond like, garden uh-huh. that you would see uh-huh. in any kind of like Japanese movie. Right. Yes, yes. So, uh, and this is an interesting thought from Sean here in the chat. He thought it was going to be the staff Ahsoka has at the end of Rebels. I did feel oh, that, that we were going to cool. see that staff. That would be cool. Yeah, point. that actually would have been pretty cool. Um, we did not, but I thought we would. So uh, it's it's uh, it's so interesting that like the best car always seems to be the trump card for I need to do this other thing, but best car. So I'm going to do this thing first, and then I'll go get the other yeah. thing. But yeah, I do think they are totally setting up. I know when the High Republic art came out and they Ooh. had lightsabers with metal cross guards on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this best car? Do we know if best car can hold up to lightsabers? Cause I'd never seen that before being mostly live action f- focused. And this episode kind of shows us. It looks like best car holds up, holds up pretty well to a lightsaber. Pretty dang. I think well. this is that the first time we've me. seen it anywhere. So oh, I'm going to go ahead and say me. that those High Republic savers are probably cross guards with best car. Interesting. It may okay. It makes hmm. sense. And uh, a this- High Republic drop on, on Razor Crest Reacts. I like there it. There you Boom. go. High Republic news breaking here. <laughs> Hi, this is Gary Witter. Very proud to be a Star Wars friend. You are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian. Happy to be your Star Wars friend. You're listening to the Star Wars Friends Show. Dawson, your Star Wars friend, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Hey, I'm Jason Fry. Thanks for listening to Star Wars Friends Podcast. Hi, this is Kevin Kiner, composer for Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. I'm happy to be a Star Wars friend. Will you be an angel for a helpless baby Yoda? Every day, baby Yoda is chased by bounty hunters and abused by scout troopers, and he's crying out for help. Please click the subscribe button on your screen and join the Star Wars friends with a monthly gift right now. For only 60 calamari flan a month, you'll help rescue baby Yoda from their abusers and provide food, shelter, Jedi training, and Beskar armor. Subscribe now and follow us on Twitter in the next 30 minutes to receive this tweet with a gif of Baby Yoda, who's been given a second chance thanks to you.
Baby Yoda needs our help. So please, subscribe, rate, and review right away. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Star Wars Friends Podcast. Subscribe to the Star Wars Friends for weekly episodes featuring the latest news, in-depth analysis, fan questions, and conversation on all things Star Wars. If you're enjoying the Star Wars Friends, please leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. And make it a great one. Now, back to the Star Wars Friends. And this, I mean, this kind of like, I think the the EU uh, explanation of this was that it, you know, it's like, can take glancing blows from okay. a lightsaber and was like lightsaber resistant, but obviously this spear was like Super it wasn't lightsaber resistance, yeah. it was lightsaber proof. Like right. Yeah. Well and and Din blocked Ahsoka's lightsabers with his his, uh, with his forearm. Yes. Yeah. So oh, again, he, had, do we... he was pretty baller with that too. I'm just saying because like he Great. doesn't really yeah. know a lot about the Jedi and just to be like, oh laser sword, yes. Like you could have lost your whole arm too. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, do we do we think that means that uh, Beskar holds up to a lightsaber no matter what? Or if you do like a direct stab, could you stab through it? What's the how's that work? Well, she literally had the the them she over her head. Yeah, and it didn't break. It didn't, yeah, I mean, yeah. she swung and hit him, and it didn't. But you know how they do like the stab through the door and cut right, open where the they glass open, they door cut, thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like holding like it and melting it. Kind of I, I don't think I don't think it'll melt. And it leads into my thought that gr- that Moff Gideon has tried to grab all the Beskar in the galaxy to build these dark troopers. And this we're going to see that whole foreshadowing take place that a lightsaber cannot cut through a dark trooper because it's made of Beskar, and that's going to make it a terrifying machine. That's Not to skip ahead. Not to skip ahead, but I do want to pose this question while it is on my mind. Who among us thinks that Din is going to have to use that spear against the Darksaber? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't think about it until uh, just a minute ago when Mara put it in the chat here. Uh, oh, I didn't even yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that at all. That the was first like my first thought. Is, is I, I really hope they don't melt that down because that thing's badass on its own. Yeah. Number two... Hey, that would be really useful against the dark saber in which someone has it. You're probably going to have to have conflict with very soon. So that's very convenient that he now has that. I've played enough video games Honestly, to know yeah. that when you pick up a, a tool like that, you're going to yeah. use it again for the next miss- mission. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need it later. It's basically Chekhov's gun. Um, right. Yeah, but uh, frankly, the way he stood up to Ahsoka and blocked her sabers and wrapped her up with this thing, if that was Moff Gideon, it, it was already over right there. He yeah. would have won. He, he might true. not even need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, we see Mando leave the town. He talks to Michael Bean's character. He's like, yeah, I'm going to find this Jedi, whatever. And he, Michael Bean's like, yeah, good luck. Whoa, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so Mando's searching this forest. He, yeah. Can I talk about this moment just for sure, real quick? Yeah, okay. So who who else sees what I see in this picture? I do. Oh I yeah. Uh, look in board. the top left corner, yeah. please. I don't know what it is. Once again, being being a it's live action guy, quote unquote, I know that there is an association between Ahsoka and an owl, but I yes. don't know what that association is. So I hope that they delve into that a little bit more. Or well, maybe this is just a little Easter egg. Sean's that, got yeah. it. Sean's got it. <laughs> Convoy. 
It's uh, Morai is in the episode uh, Wikipedia even. So. Oh, yes. really? Oh, yeah. Yes. How cool. What a nice touch. What a nice touch. So, yeah, there's more um, on the top if left. If you want to watch the the Mortis arc on Clone Wars, oh you can God. catch up on more. Yeah. Highly recommended so Mortis good. arc uh, for sure. A little heavy, but I guess if you're watching these episodes, you kind of need that. I uh, I would think so. So, more I, yeah, top left corner. Good, good call there. But this is the planet escape here. It's just terrifying. It's ugly. It's miserable. Um, very Mimban, or not Mimban, I'm sorry, Mustafar, that Ironwood Forest vibe, creepy, dark, everything's dead. Um, but he is very close to finding Ahsoka. Now, let's go ahead and let's see here if I have, I'm trying to look through my screen grabs. I didn't have a ton of time. I know Maggie and Josh sent me a bunch. I don't have while you're looking. Hey, Chris, go ahead. While we're talking about kind of like an Easter egg kind of thing. Did anyone notice, I think it was two episodes ago, when Din first gets back to the school, did you guys notice there's an IG-11-like statue oh, in the yeah. middle of the oh, town? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I saw that. <laughs> I remember people talking about it, and uh, I was like, that's so great that that's Super anyway, cool. Go super ahead. cool. Uh, he's a folk uh, hero now. He's a, he's yeah, a, right. he's a folk hero. <laughs> so he is, he's passing through the escape. He sets the child down on a, a rock, and he's like, all right, just hang out here. He hears something, and and he thinks it is those weird two-legged creatures that are hanging out in the forest, those giant dinosaur-looking things. Turns out it's Ahsoka dropping in from the sky. And they get into a, a really beautiful Jedi Mandalorian battle. It's quick. It's effective, but you get to see all the tools on display, different abilities. Uh, Mando goes ahead and wraps her up in the, in the cable, kind of makes her defenseless, ties up her arms. It's Ahsoka. She uses her jump ability, goes up and over the ledge, pulls him up like a uh, 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 pinata. <laughs> Commando pinata, like a it's a dinata. It's a dinata. Yeah. And uh, so they, she cuts herself down. It's a whole thing. It's it's a really beautiful scene. Can I just say, him getting strung up was like that's what you get for doing it in the first episode of the season, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karma. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's a good call out. So uh, he basically they get into like almost a stalemate at one point, and he just really quickly before he gets cut up, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan sent me or something like that. He like really calls out just so she knows to stop fighting, and um, they kind of they kind of break. And, and anyone it wants was, to jump it was in actually like a, a really great line because he goes, Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan sent me. I need to talk to you, and she like looks past him and sees. Ah, that's right. Grogu and is like, oh. I hope it's about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she goes, yeah, she goes, I hope it's about him. And that was like really the first line that she said to him, which is fantastic. Um, we all wondered, we all speculated, we all thought like how would Ahsoka react to this creature that resembles Yoda? Would she name drop Yoda? Would she talk about her history? Um, yes, to all. Yaddle erasure. Tiernan is not here to be in the chat. I know. There's Yaddle the- erasure. Yeah. She didn't know Yaddle. How did she not know Yaddle? There's so many Jedi. There's so many Jedi. Well, did you ever see Yaddle in the Clone know. Wars? I mean, she wasn't around. I was going to say, I think you know the ones that are who are on, on the, the council, council, though. Yeah, she was on There's the council, There's only 13, too, right? what, 13 of them? Yes. 
Yeah, and they like, kind of broke. Yaddle, like, I figure that's part of Jedi was, history. Right? Was, she no, wasn't Yaddle on the council. In. She wasn't on the council during the Clone Wars, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, Yaddle was not on the council. Uh, just keeping the seat warm for Kiati Mundi or Plo Koon or somebody while they took a smoke break. It's but all. It good. seems like they're going in a different direction because they they they. She said only one, and maybe the timelines didn't work out, and she only met the one. But they also kind of broke the naming format. Where it's like Yoda, Yaddle, this is a totally different. I'm so glad they did. I did name. not want a Y name. Thank you. Yes, I, I'm I'm so happy with that. So this is so cool. They so they after they they do their little thing and she walks over to baby Yoda. Uh it cuts to this wonderful moonlit scene where, and this isn't from that particular scene, but it sets the tone as far as like the the actual visualization. Um they're in this this like nighttime right you got the big full moon but yes glow lamp you can't not obviously not in this photo but they're under a glow lamp and ahsoka is staring right at the child and they're just looking at each other for for a very long time you you can tell if you know anything about star wars you know they're communicating through the force and the child was babbling and ahsoka kept looking at den who was pacing yeah. like a nervous father and oh, i was like yeah. they're was talking great. about him they're it was great it was i thought it was really well done so well done. Uh, yeah, you're right. The pacing was so cool because it did feel like that that father-son moment where the son is injured or, you know, I don't know that he's in a hospital and the dad's like super nervous. But clearly there's something going on here between the two. And after, you know, Ahsoka picks up the child and walks back over to Mando, um, he asks her, you know, are you guys communicating? She goes, yeah, something like that. You know, or, or can you understand him? And she calls him right, like right away. She just drops his name, Grogu. Just drops his name. Mm-hmm. Just like it's like, oh yeah, this is. Grogu. I was surprised how nonchalant that was too. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, expect it to too. just jump out like that. Can yeah. I just say that this moment was ruined for me? Why? Because because this leaked this week on Reddit, and oh, really? I saw two people on Twitter this week who had their usernames that said his name is Grogu. Stay off the internet. So, Everybody, every no, but, human but everywhere. No, but here's the Just, thing. Hey, I'm sorry. My job involves me being online. I can't do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a privilege that I do not have. But uh, can I just say that scoopers ruin shit and it yeah, makes people's jobs so much harder. I've been told stuff. I haven't run my mouth. There's no point in doing it. Just enjoy knowing what you know and don't ruin it for people and don't put it in people's like mentions. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I think anyone that rule of life, don't be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that is the primary rule of star Wars friends podcast. Don't be unnecessary. Like what, what does it get you? What does it get you? (laughs) It gets you uh, some type of weird notoriety on Twitter. It gets you (sighs) clicks or whatever. Steve, what's your thoughts? Um, I was going to say it's, uh, it's um, interesting that they, I'm not super crazy about the name, but I'm also open to maybe, Maybe some it. nicknames will grow on me a little bit more. Like he's gonna be Hey Kid forever. Hey Kid, I like oh. Kid better than Grogu or but I think Grogu. I, think, I, I don't know. I it just maybe I it, could because take I it too. I was expecting a Yoda like name. I'm not saying that it should be. I'm I'm fine with him changing it. Maybe it's Noah. just gonna take me a, a couple ex. It's gonna take me a couple ep- episodes 
to get used to it. But right now, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Don't know how I feel about it. So this I mean, was the question I Yoda, wanted to ask. Yoda's not a cool name. It's, like, you're right. You're 100% right. And that's, yeah. that, I had that conversation with my mom earlier because I was like, I said, the thing is, is like Star Wars is known for its weird names. We only think Yoda is normal because it's been in our lexicon for 40 years. Uh-huh. And it is an uh-huh. essential uh-huh. part uh-huh. of pop culture. Right. People complain about Yaddle. In the prequels, I vividly remember finding stuff about that on Star Wars forums as a child, and yeah. being like, "But it's such a like funky name." Yeah, people agreed. people are only comfortable with names. Like even Chewbacca is a weird name. Oh yeah, I mean, it, all these names that that are part Lumpy? of our, our lexicon in forty <laughs> years, everyone's gonna know <laughs> yeah. Grogu. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm very much hoping it'll kind of grow on me. It will. Weird names in Star Wars. Ahsoka is a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do a roundtable. This is a question I wanted to ask for this episode. Who is all in on Grogu? Uh, okay, Maggie, you're in on Grogu. Steve, are you in on Grogu? <laughs> I don't I like to not. make snap judgments about Star Wars. I like to let things simmer for a while. Okay, right now, okay. if like if if like I'm on the board and we're Guns deciding today. Yeah, if we're if we're if we're deciding today the name of this thing, this is the only name up there, and I have to say yes or no. I'm gonna say no right now. Uh wow. Okay, Josh, what are what are your thoughts? Um, you like Grogu. I don't yeah, it's fine. I don't um I don't have a yeah, strong opinion, so I, I don't have a negative opinion, so it's it's fine. I you know. Okay. Kyle. I don't know even know what a cool name f- for him would be. So I think it's maybe I, just I more I've, of like something that has to be like a kitty kind of not a but soft name, but old. like a, I don't know, something that kids will shout to their little doll that they have over in the corner. I I, I, I hear you. I you're Grogu. right. I hear you. I know you're right. Uh, you, you know what? Like I I kind of agree with him. He he's making a point, and it's hard to articulate. Like it fits like what you think. Like it's Yoda, Yaddle, Grogu. Yeah, like it's that right. like short. But it's like it sounds like a Guga or a Gorgon or a Gro- like it doesn't have yeah. this like positive like Yoda ends on like a high like it's a yeah it's accented differently and it and I know this sounds so stupid. But it just doesn't sound as like cheery as Yoda. I'm not uh, yeah, sold on cheery. it right now, yeah, but it'll right. it'll right. grow on me. So it's it'll grow on me. Are you in or out? Are you in or out, Kyle? I, I'm, out, Kyle. I'm currently out. I'm currently yeah. out. He's but not I'm a cheery fellow. Didn't Justin, you hear Ahsoka? I'm I'm currently out, and here's why. Don't because, be a joiner, Blue. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you know we've only seen two of this species, and it's Yoda and Yaddle. I thought it would have been kind of a cool thing if all of the species began with a Y, and that's just yeah. how they really? wrote their okay. names. Um, and and I thought it would have been a much cooler moment if he had not given his name to Ahsoka, right? And if she goes, well, you know, she finds out all this stuff about his past, right, and where he's been and what happened to him. If maybe he was a little guarded, excuse me, a little bit guarded. And didn't give his name right up front there. But then maybe later on in the season, in a conversation with Din and the child, that's where we get the name. Like the child shares his name with Din. And maybe that is the first word that he speaks. He does now. He doesn't. But here's the thing. like She clearly understands him through the force. They're talking and communicating through the force. And it came up earlier um, about the language. How this kid is 50 years old and he went through Jedi training. 
but can't speak basic? How do you get this, through training? This is the one thing that bothered me. Yeah. So how do you get through training without speaking basic and being around several other Jedi of different species? Maybe he's had so much trauma. That repressed. My, repressed. Well, yes, no, repressed. My, repressed. Yeah. no, but my thing is like, as he's growing up and he's learning these, these languages, right? Jedi, mm-hmm. a lot of Jedi can speak multiple languages, but as he's growing, I, my thing is listen to how Yoda talks. It's backwards. I, I just think that language for this species is maybe such a hard thing for them to learn that that's why he doesn't communicate vocally. And there are, you know, other alien species and other movies that just use their mind to communicate fully. They don't even talk. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's not beyond the realm that this species doesn't normally use vocal communication to communicate and they just communicate with each other through the force within their own species. But they have right. learned as Yoda did to communicate with others using basic backwards, mm. basic, but basic. Yeah. yeah. I, I, before we get to Josh cow, I am all in on Grogu. I love it. I got goosebumps. I think it's so much fun. It adds just by having a name to baby Yoda gives to me like just, it's just something. It's just it good. I, it's warm a, it's and a whole character. And I'm just so happy. We dodged a bullet without ni- naming baby Yoda, Eddie or something like that. Yeah. Like I'm very excited that it's not a weird name. Like that. Eddie. Yeah. So Josh, go ahead. what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so to to go back to go back with with just what Justin said, this was the one thing where I was like, okay, he's been around and he's been trained by. She said like several masters, and I'm thinking, yes. okay, mm-hmm. ha, please explain somewhere why he doesn't talk then, because otherwise it doesn't really make sense. Like I I think that they could come up with a good reason why, like the thing that Justin said about them being like maybe primarily telekinetic or you know telepathic as mm-hmm. uh the species but um i think i'm in on grogu just for the fact of without uh without learning his name in this episode we wouldn't have got that adorable scene where every time he said his name he'd look ba- look up at him all cute yeah, yeah. yeah. oh like my that god scene. i sent you one of those i don't know if you have it queued up but i have I, yeah let me cue like it up here looking up at him that is the cutest damn thing that has ever happened. And they did it a couple oh, times to make sure a, you knew that's what he here. was doing. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, I had the photo somewhere. Um, yeah, you're right. Every time Din said his name, he had that cute little head tilt. He was um, so happy. Oh, my God. And he made that little noise. He was so vocal ah. in this episode. Kyle, what's what's on your mind? So I was... I wasn't sure that she, he and Ahsoka were necessarily having, like, a conversation, like... Hi, my name is Grogu, and I used to get trained yeah. in Coruscant. And, like, I yeah, yeah. think she, they were able to just kind of connect, and she can just kind of see these things and sense these things and feel these things. So, like, kind of to Justin's point, I don't think that he necessarily was, like, telling her specifically his life story so much as, like, she was able to connect with him and make him feel relaxed and just kind of understand these things about him. Um, because I don't, I don't understand the force to necessarily work in that specific of a way anyway. Well, Um, well, Kyle, I'm the Bendu and I understand all that force. So (laughs) she she picks up a lot from their talk. Like she talks about how he was at the temple. Mm -hmm. He trained with someone took Mm -hmm. him. His mind went dark. So I agree with you, Kyle. That's how I was feeling it. Like it feels like it's more of like an exchanging of feelings. Like I'm afraid. Oh, I can sense that. That is afraid. Yeah. You know, but it seems like she picked mm-hmm. up a lot of information as well. I'm fine with it. <laughs> and and to the about him speaking, a there's lots of Jedi that don't 
or can't speak basic. Um, you know, for example, Wookiees can't speak basic at all because of their vocal structure. And there's a Wookiee Jedi, multiple now, actually. But you remember um, that Jedi who had a speech impediment so they could understand him in the in the EU. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so much. It's kind of a dumb thing. Uh, uh, but uh, but my my initial thought was, and they touched on it, that he was, you know, Order sixty six happened, and then not so everyone died, but he lived, and then was kidnapped, and then he was being used as a host to harvest his blood for these like he's been through some dark shit. science Dude, experiments or kid. whatever. So Lord, uh, I I thought it was off. potentially like a traumatic. Yes. yes. It adds like, yes. so much. It adds so much to his character to like know that he's gone through trauma because we yes. know that like Din has also gone through trauma, and I feel like can you guys just bond over your trauma together yeah. and just like become yeah. an even stronger unit? Yeah. Because like yeah, they both I'm... need some therapy. So speaking of trauma, let's do it. I have a I have a scoop. <laughs> you, a scoop. Oh, no. Another scoop. No. Did you guys know that the Mandalorian's not actually the first appearance? Of Grogu. Josh, he was in Revenge doing? of the Sith, guys. See him right there? <laughs> <laughs> he was able to hide and Anakin didn't see him. So oh, I, no. I, have, I have a meme oh, for this. I have, I have a meme for this on Monday that I can't I can't share yet. Grogu. <laughs> oh, that's cute. But that's where he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what do we, we have any do? theories? Do we have Master any theories Skywalker. about who saved him? Not yet. Well, that's what... Not yet. Yeah. Because I have, I have a couple theories. She say he was saved or taken. He was taken. I think he was taken. So I don't know that he was necessarily saved. Somebody would just may have picked him up and put him into like, like something he saved him. Like, didn't know what he the was. Anakin Skywalker yeah. Darth Vader massacre. Like yeah. something got him out of Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. And why him and not any other youngling? Like I felt like maybe he Bail was like behind, and somebody was like scooped him up and was like, "Oh, I'll save you." Oh, yeah. Bail or What if this uh, is my like this is my huge theory? What if it was Cal Kestis when he was like hauling and like getting out of there? Like yeah. something like he came back to the temple and and then they would connect the Jedi Fallen Order if they're using the Mandalorian to connect all of these other mediums and to like make them a thing. I I'm just not the, all in on Cal Kestis. The, they were doing <laughs> um they did bl- and we saw Qui Gon do it, but. They did blood tests on all those Jedi, and they had records. Uh, yeah, I imagine it's likely that he was handpicked for his quote high M count. Yeah, um, and he's the same. Oh, okay. He's the same age as Anakin. And he was—he's yeah. small, and they would think easy to manipulate. What if he's actually the chosen one? <laughs> Maybe we have the Maybe. wrong fifty-year-old. Yeah. Maybe. Um, all right. So lots of conversation on Grogu as expected. Uh, I think it's a split decision here on Star Wars Friends Podcast. I think it's a name that's going to grow on people. I love that we have a name to actually uh, now and a backstory that we can learn about. I'm very excited about this. And and there's a lot of people in the chat talking about what what it's going to be like to see what the story is to that Grogu, how Grogu got out of this temple. I love it. I think that there's so much we can dissect about this, but Right after this scene, uh, Grogu gets very tired. Ahsoka's telling Din about his whole life, and Grogu's had enough. He's had a long day. He goes to sleep on this little rock, and Ahsoka says, hey, let's, let's let Grogu go. And tomorrow we're going to begin some training. We're going to see if he's actually adept at the Force. 
then we get the ESB moment of Ahsoka trying to train. It's a nice, also, by the way, nice swipe. Nice, uh, nice pants swipe there. Uh, classic Star Wars. Um, oh, we didn't mention this. Dave Filoni directed this. Yeah. Dave Filoni. Trapper Wolf. Didn't job. he write it too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Ahsoka's trying to, to get Grogu to use the Force by trying to levitate a rock back and forth between the two. It didn't go so it. well. Um, Grogu was very cute in, in catching the rock and <laughs> just drops it. Uh, I, I laughed. I thought it was cute. I thought it was very cute. And it's insubordinate. A little bit. And <laughs> well, it's churlish. It's so funny because uh, Pedro Pascal, is his acting in this is a lot of the... <sighs> Like yeah. the frustrated mm-hmm. dad. And like, he also had the kid do it. Do the thing. <laughs> yeah, do that the was thing. so funny. Does the head tilt. Um, so lots of good dad moments there. Frustrated kid. He calls him stubborn at one point. He's so stubborn. Um, and then Ahsoka's like, no, I was talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ahsoka wanted, I think Ahsoka kind of knew that it was maybe a lost cause to do the force tricks between the two. And that Din was the actual linchpin to getting a little bit of force abilities out of this. So of course, Din picks up a rock and tries to have Grogu pull the rock out of his hand. It doesn't work. Din gets a bit of a half-assed effort. Yeah, it was really super half-assed. And then Ahsoka encouraged him to try to make a connection and you get to see more great acting out of, uh, out of, pedro without the face just all body mannerisms where he's like okay all right deep breath let's try to figure this out this is serious and he pulls out the silver knob right that is grogu's favorite toy and there's definitely a connection there and it took a moment but he pulled he yanked that silver knob out of din's hand and it was that moment that was like oh this is real this is real um, and then it went, then it went totally off base. I mean, Ahsoka was basically like, I mean, really great exposition here where she talks about, um, she doesn't want to train him, uh, because his fear and the last time she saw a fully trained Jedi master succumb to fear, it didn't end well or whatever her line of dialogue was. It was, it was pretty the fear of attachment, fear yeah. of attachment. Yeah. I think there's actually a lot going well, on it, there. In that scene, there is. And, and that yeah. it, the first time I watched it, I kind of didn't like how Ahsoka just kind of was like, "No, nah, I don't want to train him because of this and that." But I, I on upon second watching, if you notice, Groku, I gotta call him a child. For, for, I thought you about called him Goku. Go <laughs> just for now. Just for now, I'm gonna call him a child. The child didn't do it until it was something he wanted. And that's I think true. Yeah, yeah. And I think that yeah. that's kind of scary for her to see, to be like, well, we asked him nicely to do it and he didn't want to do it. His father asked him to do it. He didn't want to do it for him. But when he pulled out something that he wanted, he did it right away and, and really fast and hard. Well, she, my, also, yeah. she also pointed out the fact that he hid his powers. And so yes. there's an element of like fear. And so uh, like, if there's something that you want, you're more inclined to do it. And- right. Right. So I think the fact that it was something that he really wanted and the fact that it can be associated with fear or tied to attachment, those are actually the things that Ahsoka is seeing. And I didn't see him the first time. I had to see this episode for the second time to see that. I I thought she was actually referring to Grogu's attachment to Din. Yeah. That's yeah. why she asked him no, to no. try to make him do it. That's why he got down right. on his mm-hmm. level and and 
That like a really is, nice little dad there. That's exactly what happened to Darth Vader. He was yes too yep. attached to Padme. Yeah. And he was too scared of losing her. So his attachment mm-hmm. and his fear led him to the dark side. And that's literally exactly what she's worried about. Yeah. That right. this child was stolen and used as an experiment. Yep. So he's terrified. And now this man that saved him, he's desperately attached to. That's why he was trying to choke out Cara Dune when they were arm wrestling. Yep. Yep. And this is just a recipe a for recipe disaster. A recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The quote was, his attachment to you makes him vulnerable to fear. I've seen what it can do to fully trained Jedi Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that quote, that kind of, yeah, go ahead, Maggie. I was going to say not to quote Taylor Swift, but she's seen this film before and she didn't like the ending. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I think that it um, also just uh, some of my favorite things about Star Wars is all the world building. That, that line also does a little bit more world building in that it, it, uh, it shows that when people say he's too old, I don't want to train him. You got to catch these kids young, man. Cause you got to, well, you got to keep them. You got to keep them from the corruption of the world and of once and things like that so that when they're raised to be so powerful, they, they know what to do with that power and that how Yoda didn't want to train Luke. Uh, Ahsoka doesn't want anything to do with this kid. They know that if you give a loaded handgun to someone that can't handle it, it's a recipe for disaster. That's yeah. also such a Star Wars trope is like, I'm not going to train you. Like, yeah. And then you got to turn around. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, they all yeah. We're back. not going to, we're not going to train Anakin. We're not going to train Luke. We're not going to train Ezra. We're like, nobody's getting trained. It's the pledge class, right? You have to stand yeah, out on the sure. porch for three days to show me that you really want to be trained exactly. and then we'll come out and we'll pledge you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, if, if you're thinking about it, I mean, this is entirely the issue with the Jedi and why so many people fall. I mean, even looking forward 19 years in the future, that's essentially why Ben falls. He's attached to his family and they all kind of, you know, not that great. And that it's that attachment and like being let down and being taken away from your family that I, the Jedi just don't seem to get. But that's my thing. Then why like Ahsoka goes, well, I've seen this in a, kid or i've seen this happen before i'm not going to train him at the same time he's what we view as 50 years right as but he's like a child he's like little like this he's still like it would be like taking anakin from me teach him like that's the thing she left the jedi because of those views and because of the things that she was trained on when she realized there's a much broader world and scope of things going on out there that they don't teach you in the jedi where Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity to go Hey, I understand this kid is hurt, but he has a lot of potential and a lot of power, right? Get him back on the right course, regardless of his age, and set him straight. But that and that's the whole reason she left the Jedi was because of their views. So why would you try to train him in the same manner that she was trained with the Jedi? Yeah. Well, and and so the Ahsoka that left the Jedi and has learned this lesson is probably even more paranoid to even touch it because because of vader that could be yeah for sure exactly right she was she was burned by that probably more than anyone directly you know padme and then ahsoka that like were cut more deep by anakin than anybody else i would say Mm -hmm. but to what end why would she trade him train him just because she can that's that's like arrogance really you know if she Mm -hmm. truly believes that he's got this darkness inside him it's a sadness it's not evil 
he was mm-hmm. he was abused and taken advantage of and now he's scared and he's attached and that's not his fault but no i can see but where it's seems- safer to just let the let it fizzle out and cuz that's what she was saying his powers are weakened cuz he hasn't been using them they're out, and if if you mm-hmm. just let it go on he Don't won't have force mm-hmm. powers at all which is yeah. safe so why do it for no reason just because you can at the I same time at the same time, though, I can go, okay, but she's also seen the good in the world, too, not just the bad. She's seen more bad recently, but she's also yeah. seen some good stuff in the world that she can teach him right from wrong. And she doesn't necessarily have to teach him in the ways of the Jedi. She can teach him how to use his abilities and his powers to keep him safe and away from harm. Not necessarily like, hey, go slaughter a bunch of Imperial people, but you can understand what's right and what's wrong in the world by other people showing you it right now. Din Jaren is kind of showing him the good things that are right. But look at all the places Din's taken him, yeah. all the CD clubs and the fights and everything like that. All he's seeing is negative stuff, right? Maybe she can take him to a place, train him a little bit to see right from wrong and set him on a better path. Um, but the, I don't, I don't know. That's, you know, it's hard. But I, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a right and wrong moral thing. Like Anakin didn't fall to the dark side because he was bad. He was trying to do good. He was trying to save his wife. His own You're not doing, good. you know, and that's the thing. Like, it, she doesn't think he's going to intentionally do bad things, but the fear and attachment inside mm-hmm. him will let his best intentions result in terrible things. And, I, and that's I would, not a risk she wants to take. Well, and I would say, she said, if you let him forget his powers, they'll go away. But as we've seen so far, his empower, his powers without her or without Din even doing anything, have he's been using them more, right? Mm. He used them on the Mudhorn. He used them to get the cookies. Yeah. He used them to choke Cara Dune. He's using them on his own more now than he would if if Din just pretended like they didn't exist. He used it yeah. to get the ball. He's using them more on his own. I don't know that Din knows that, and I'm sure Ahsoka doesn't know that, but they're not just going away on their own. Justin, can I cut you real quick just to, to say something? Sure. I... I, I And I think that the thing that I liked about how this arc ultimately played out at the end is that it's allowing a force user to have agency over over their own destiny. Mm -hmm. And that's been such an issue with the Jedi is that they take these children when they're babies. And like, we know that most of them don't even have any like knowledge of their, their childhood at all. And that Anakin was an aberration. And like, I think that setting it up for this, this, this agency and to be able to be like, no, I, I don't want to train to become a Jedi. I can't take myself seriously wearing these. Um, (laughs) Like, I think that that's like one of my big, like my biggest personal issues with the Jedi is that they don't allow people to have agency over their own destiny. They, they, they preach so much of this, like, you know, following the Jedi path and like this, it's, it's very similar to the way it's, it's, it's another form of like indoctrination and like, they don't give them the, the agency to make their own decisions and to to set their own course. And so I really like this, Mm -hmm. this new addition to the the force and to Mm -hmm. this outside of the Jedi way, like path and this taking him here and letting him choose is like, I think monumental. You're talking terms. about what she told him to do was yeah, to take him there yeah. and, him and yes, be like, I, I, I can't, that. like, I can't Correct. train him because if right. I take, like, she would still be taking away, like, if she was like, yeah, I'll train him for a couple months. Din still doesn't think that that's like, he, is he supposed to come back and pick him up afterwards? Is this like a summer camp? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? 
Right. And so I think for her, she's like, I think any severing of that bond between them, unless it's the child consciously making that choice for himself is going to set him up for the same failure as Anakin. Hmm. And so I, I like that distinction of like, I could train him, but this isn't, this isn't what he wants. Like mm-hmm. this isn't so much about like you and your quest journey. This is about mm-hmm. what's for the best for this kid. Agreed. It, it would be interesting though, if he decides to go and then go, Oh yeah, I want to get trained by Ahsoka and goes back and she says, no. I'm not going to do it. I, th- I still think she'll say no because it's like I don't think she would do it. Yeah, I don't think she wants it. any part of so it. So how does that set the child back though? If his but, choice, but is, uh, if he goes, I go to this temple, I sit there. It says, you know, he he thinks about it and says, yeah, I, I kind of want to go get Jedi training again. And goes back to Ahsoka and she says no. Well, that's not. That's not really, that wasn't no, one we are of the not options. letting. We are not letting the child go to the temple Skywalker. to get murdered by Ben Solo, Christopher. Stressful enough. No, he, no, guys, don't, don't know. If he chooses the path, a Jedi can hear the beck and call. What if it's There's, Ezra? Uh, yes, yes, I'm all about it. I'm all about Ezra. Thank you, thank you for getting me finally back into this combo because I. <laughs> you t- you were like. I, well, I mean, I mean, listen. There's so much that that there's still left to cover in this episode. It's uh, you're right. I don't think Ahsoka's gonna go back to the child. I think this is the one episode we're gonna have. She gave her answer. Yeah, I think that yeah, she already gave her answer. She's very Ahsoka is not a bullshitter. You get what you get. I and wonder if we'll see her again, like at all. I don't think you will. I think this I is the one so episode either. you're gonna get. But yeah. yes, Maggie, you, I just like unleash because I think that. Ezra, or Ahsoka just said it. There's not. There's only a few Jedi left, and we only know of a few Jedi. Maybe it's a new character. Maybe it's Kyle Katarn. Who knows? Maybe we're going to get somebody no. totally different. One in with this. new but, character. But if if anyone is going to answer the beck and call of a Jedi looking for help, it's going to be Luke Skywalker establishing a Jedi Academy. Now it could be Ezra. Ezra's very, Ezra's very curious. Ezra's very inquisitive, and we got. Of course, a Grand Admiral Thrawn name drop tonight. Yes. Oh, so a lot of people have hit me up and said, spinoff series, question mark. Um, all the way it. my heart stopped. I so, literally sat bolt upright. I was like, oh my God. Insane. Insane. Chris, I, I know you're not going to like this really, but oh, there's no. only one character in canon that we know for sure was looking for jedi children and trying to get them and that was cal kestis was out I'm okay with cal for kestis the too. force sensitive no, I, i'm cool with that i love cal yeah. so much i'm cal not kestis a fan of cal boy. kestis i still th- hate the name cal kestis sounds like a weird like foot disease or something uh, but you like know, grogu but- <laughs> i do like grogu i do like grogu the first time i heard cal kestis i was like it just didn't click to me yeah. but i uh, we'll see i mean it's hey listen i was Star wrong Wars about terry mithril it is a it is a Star Wars name. Uh, I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. So, who knows? Maybe it's Cal. Maybe it's Ezra. Maybe it's Luke Skywalker. No, um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Man, I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, it's because as soon as you put him in there, you've changed this story. Now it's now part of the Skywalker saga. And I don't. In want my that. opinion, I that's want what I want connection, but not. And I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't. I want, want it. I want it the Mandalorian, not part of the Skywalker saga. I actually <laughs> think when they get there. it's it's not going to result in him sitting on the thing and calling out to a Jedi and a Jedi coming. I think he's either going to decide not to do it or Gideon's going to show up and be like, or no one will come or something. Yeah. No, for Mm -hmm. real, for real. So Dan's going to be like, you told me to go to this place, but I've decided not to. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 
So here's all right. So we kind of like skipped ahead. There's a lot. We kind of it's, it's an episode that's so like beginning, Deep. middle, and end has so much connectivity that it is really hard yeah. to do it like I saw chronologically. Right. It is so hard. It is so hard. So the last we last we were at chronologically in the episode, we're gonna we're gonna kind of skip ahead. So uh, Ahsoka refuses to train, but was like, yo, if you. If you help me out in this mission, killing the magistrate, then maybe I will or whatever. Din takes a deal because Din's a good guy. He cuts deals all the time, professional deal maker. So <laughs> they they come up with this plan. A Mandalorian, a Jedi, no one will see it coming. Love that line. It's a oh, great line. And uh, so they go to the stronghold, and it's such a great scene. You see Ahsoka for a very split second. Those guards on the watchtower are like, oh, sound the alarm. And she immediately jumps up onto that ledge and it is classic Ahsoka um, just wasting these fools and that big bell, that big uh, gong bell, she slices that in half that falls off the platform. But I really, really love the action in this and just seeing Ahsoka again, um, but for the first time in live action. So this is really cool. Kyle, what's on your mind? This part was great too. I, I think this sounds like shittier than I intend for it to, but it, she looked a little better in the darker scenes. Uh, I think when Mm -hmm. it was really bright, the orange was a little off and it like, it looked much better in the dark. And this fight scene was great. She looked super athletic jumping up there. She did that thing where she, she pulled the weapon out of the one Mm -hmm. guy's hand into the other guy's face, which is like a very Ahsoka move. And then she had that other one run off, which is also another Ahsoka move. Um, it, It just looked really, really good. But did you guys think he made some kind of comment like, uh, there's the mercenary and there's this many troops and two, two, oh, uh, yeah, droids yeah. And, and you'd never make it in on your own. And she's like, yeah, I guess not. Do you like, do you think that she was legitimately agreeing with him or she was just like, yeah, okay, whatever guy I could. Cause I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like she probably could have done it by herself if I she really she wanted have. to. She but. did kind of smirk. If you go back and watch that, he's like, yeah. you're going to need more than a couple of laser swords. She's, she's kind of behind him where yeah. he says that. And you can see her face over his shoulder, and she kind of smiles and kind of looks at him. To me, that was her saying she does do agree with him. Yeah, or maybe yeah. that was her saying, yeah. "I like my odds," just like Din says. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So she she dispatches those fools pretty quickly. The bell drops, and sorry, the screen cap's a little dark here. Um, but the the town is now like in a panic because the bell started ringing. They all hide in their huts. And the magistrate and Michael Bean, they get their troops assembled and they are on the inner courtyard. And Ahsoka just takes this long walk into the face of adversaries. Oh, cool. I really love this scene. Um, Very samurai-esque, very Western-esque. Of course, those are classic uh, cinematic tropes and and, uh, of Star Wars. So Ahsoka, um, she dispatches some folks pretty quickly. And then she's kind of chasing down Michael Bean's character and those Coruscanti droids or whatever they are. Um, they kind of outflank her. So she disappears. And then, um, I mean, I know I'm kind of moving around quite a bit, but then drops in when the guards almost go to execute the prisoners inside of those eel tanks um, or whatever they were. Eel tanks, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was yeah. cool when she the threw stocks. his pauldron down when she Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 When she walked in to be like, uh your your bounty hunter didn't didn't do so well, you know, and just right. threw his pauldron <laughs> down on the ground. So it, that was a great misdirect. I love that. Fooling the 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 troops there. Now I'm trying to I'm trying to like place this um 
Din is Din is back at the front of the entrance to the inner courtyard, and Ahsoka is standing above his shoulder in a very great scene. Right, Kyle, you mentioned earlier the samurai, the oh, wind great flowing shot. through the uh, yeah, where uh, she's up on the on the shot. wall there. Yeah, so if you cool. go back, so she's and like watching. That, she that 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 the fan must be three feet in front of her, and it must be the biggest fan in the world because you can actually see her body. Oh yeah, kind of like yeah. moving. Yeah. With, I'm like. Dude, those those must have been some heavy robes, and that fan had to be kicking to get them to blow behind. <laughs> yeah. Very cool shot, though. Yeah. Very yeah, cool yeah. shot. And she, she's like looking at him, and as soon as she sees her like partner show up and take care of the light work, she just drops right off the edge. It was so nice. Yeah, it was so very nice. smooth. So Din is protecting the inner courtyard from Michael Bean's character. He's kind of holding up post, but you can tell it's at Western. You know, that's a it's a standoff a little bit. Um, to our friend Scott in the chat here saying, was the shotgun a first for the series? I believe it is the first shotgun I've seen proper in live action. Um, Because I do think that we keep talking about these HK droids. HK-47, a droid from Knights of the Old Republic, had, Mm -hmm. I believe, a shotgun-style weapon. So um, interesting, interesting here. So, yeah, Ahsoka drops in the courtyard to confront the magistrate, who we learn. Her name is like, um, what, Velma Jesper or something? I don't remember. Morgan S. Morgan Ellsberg. Yeah, there we go. Um, So she has got this Beskar staff. There's all these really great scenes of those two uh, about to get into some business here. Let me go and pull up uh, this really cool standoff shot here. And Ahsoka went into a big explanation about who this woman is and how she's been traveling all over the galaxy, decimating worlds to harvest materials to for the Imperial fleet. Um, and I, obviously she's about to ask her where grand, grand Admiral Thrawn is. Are we going to, is she going to get tied to Lothal in that whole project oh, where wow. they were harvesting uh, Dunium or whatever they had there? And was she overseeing all those projects? I wonder if she's going to get tied in. I to like that thought. Thrawn and rebels and all that. Look because at the she's here. asking Ooh. for, yeah, the lighting is great on that. Because she's asking about Thrawn, is it fair to assume that she has not found Ezra yet? Oh. Because they, because the last time we saw Thrawn, they were together, right? You're right. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that was my first thought too. But then the other thing is, if they haven't found him yet. Wouldn't Ahsoka still be with Sabine, probably? And why would this person know where they are? So I wonder if they already found Ezra and Thrawn, brought them both back, and lost Thrawn. And now she needs to find him again Mm -hmm. for some reason. Okay, cool. Exactly where my head is. I I think that she they don't have any leads to where Ezra is. Because, like, so you think Ezra's support people are them. And so, like, mm-hmm. if if someone if someone they don't know where he is, they they have to find Thrawn's underlings to see if maybe they've heard from Thrawn. And I think I think Ahsoka is still on her quest to figure out where Thrawn it to try to get leads on where Thrawn is from his people. And then when she once she gets a good lead, that's when she goes to Sabine to say, "This is where we need to go." Interesting. Okay. I mean, so, that's the way it worked in my head because it's So you think sense she to... hasn't even gone to see Sabine in the epilogue of, of Rebels yet at this point? Right. I think this is before that. Wow. Okay. Mm. Um, spinoff series? Anyone? Yeah. It has Live to action? Be. It has to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems. I don't know about 
live action. So, but. so, so Ezra wouldn't even be quote unquote gone yet at this time. Wouldn't no, have he's gone. He's, no, he's definitely gone. Yeah. gone. He's, he's okay. definitely yeah. gone. This okay. is post the end of Rebels, but pre the post scene. Is what I'm okay. saying. And so end of, oh, okay. so end of Rebels. I don't know that that's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, that's right. what, so that's, that's, that's my head assumption. canon. How, yeah. how long was it between when they disappeared and when you see Sabine on the tower on Lothal and the planet is like back to normal, right? And the mural's there and her hair is different. How long was that time jump? It was several months, wasn't it? Well, it was years because it was like, after yeah. it was after yeah. uh, the so events of Endor. Somewhere, so he's saying somewhere in that time spread, this is what's happening right now. That's no, that would yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, all right. That's well, my thought, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good, okay. very good. So let's just let's kind of tie a bow on this episode here. Um, so Ahsoka has the magistrate. Great battle. I mean, yeah, there's some weird cut scenes and some awkwardness between the two, but you had to get the dialogue between Michael Bean and Mando. Um, but Ahsoka eventually, uh, she, well, hey, a lot of people in the chat earlier today talked about Ahsoka's defensive position, which is classic from the, the cartoon where she holds up the smaller saber in a defensive pose. I was so stoked about that. Very excited. I thought we were going to get more backwards handle lightsaber than we actually yeah. did. Yep. Um, Kyle, I'll pick it? a I'll pick a nit there. Usually, when Ahsoka does that switch, she actually lets go of the saber and regrabs it the other way. And in in live action, mm. she spun it in her hand, which I recognize is like just a ridiculous thing to notice, but it is a thing. Kyle's like, I hated Ahsoka, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, not my not Ahsoka. I always it's make a thing I noticed. Excuses. In my head, I'll always make up excuses like, oh, well, maybe she had an experience where she did that and it didn't work out for her. She dropped yeah, it, like, going yeah, to grab it, oh, something okay. happened, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't ever want to lose contact from my hand because that one time on such and such. This yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So she uh, she defeats the magistrate, and of course, there's this like quick draw moment between Michael Bean and Mando. Mando dispatches him pretty handily, and we don't get to see in here like, don't do it, dude. Don't don't, don't <laughs> right, do it. right. Uh, we don't hear if Ahsoka actually kills the magistrate, but uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe she took her prisoner to get some more information Guesses? on her, but. I was just going to say hopes that she did or she didn't. I think it makes her a little bit of a cooler character. And I always kind of looked at Ahsoka being the live action 30,000 feet person as kind of what I don't, I'm not going to use this correctly, but like a gray Jedi, she kind of works in the, like there's full dark side, there's full light side. And I kind of, I kind of play a little bit in the gray and maybe this person needs to not be around, you know? So yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I don't, Kyle could be losing his mind right now with me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she probably let her live. Yeah, I think okay. so. Too. I would. Assume. I think she's so a questioner. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Puts her in the eel tank. Uh, I think so, you're right to a degree, though. She is willing to do what to play needs to be done, and that's part of like I what she recognized for, that that uh, that like um, hypocrisy in the Jedi. Yeah. I have a thing for tortured characters. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, I I just love characters <laughs> like you. She's not tortured enough. She needs to go through some more bad stuff. She needs to get into. Oh worst man, place she's she's had it rough actually. No, yeah, no, no. I I, I, I hear that agree. one season of I Rebels. So well, as uh, soon as after, as soon as Kyle's ketchup comes out, we'll, we'll be. <laughs> Uh, after the magistrate is uh, handily defeated by Ahsoka, the town uh, all of a sudden has sunlight. Everyone's excited. Uh, they they 
put the the one dude into the the magistrate cape, so maybe he was the mayor beforehand. That's what um, I assumed. That's what I yeah. assumed. That's so they, that's the vibe I got. Yeah, and I think that's back. why. You, and I think that's why he didn't want him talking to him, drawing attention to him on the street yeah. earlier. He didn't that's know why that he was helping time, the kids. Too. He was like helping the kids. He's like, dude, just go away. Like <laughs> also when uh, you're going to get us in again, trouble. Yeah, uh, exactly. When. When Din kind of drops in and, and takes care of the guys on the outside of the gate before Ahsoka goes over the wall, if you notice, he turns his blaster on that guy last, and that guy was kind of rushing out. So to me, that said he feels some kind of responsibility for the town or the people of the town. For so sure. I just figured yeah. he was like the like the ex-mayor or the ex-whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. he was trying to jump yeah. in there. And then like, well, he has a gun. I don't. So while I rush in here, now I'm going to stop because you're aiming a gun at me. Right, right. So uh, Ahsoka gives Mando the staff, said, you do this, you take this, this is your reward. He's like, nah, I'm cool. But he eventually takes it, and he's like, I'm going to go get Grogu. I'm going to go bring him back over to you. And she's like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to take him or whatever. And so he goes back to the ship to find a sleeping Grogu, which is also one of the cutest, uh, the cutest scenes I have seen here. Um, let's pull him up. It's a little tired baby. Oh, so, so, um, he grabbed hammock accessory will be available for, uh, Christmas. (laughs) And I think out in February then again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Din takes, and he's like very, you can tell he's very emotional. He's very sentimental. He does not want to break the attachment, does not want to break the bond. Um, but he wants to deliver Ahsoka to complete his quest. And Ahsoka meets Din at the edge of the, uh, the ship to then give a more disposition or more exposition about uh, Tython, the Tython thing. I don't want to train him, but you need to take him to Tython and sit upon this, uh, this throne on the top of a mountain and to activate a beacon. Grogu will choose his own path. Um, that to me was one of my, probably one of my top three moments in the episode, which was just allowing Grogu to make his own decisions and whether or not is going to, carry on uh into this this journey as a jedi so um now this okay i mean are we so this is the end of the episode they fly away ahsoka gets her send off i really do think that this is a one and done ahsoka episode we won't see any more ahsoka um do we think that the mandalorian din jaren is now off of his quest and has started a new quest has he been given a new quest or is he um still going to to follow the creed of the armorer and deliver Grogu to his species. Where do we think that, that we are now? Is it new quest or is we still on the old quest? I think new he's quest. still on the old quest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's still trying yeah. to deliver the, the child to the Jedi. And until the Jedi take him and take responsibility for his care, then he's still responsible for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got to see some Tython here. Um, so Tython is one of those plants I cannot wait to see visualized on screen. It's a it's a planet that's been around for quite a while. Very force sensitive. Um, and oh, there we are. Mike Harris freaked out more for Tython than Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I I don't know. I freaked out both moments. I don't know what got me more. Um, I was I really, shocked they mentioned Thrawn. I did not see so that coming shocked. at all. Mm-hmm. So so, so once that happened, um, I was sitting watching it this morning. And my wife was sitting next to me. And when they said Thrawn, I go, oh, Josh is going to be so excited. And she literally turns to me and goes, who's Josh? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> wow. you don't know Fan Josh. Of the show. Josh, Josh is very excited right now. <laughs> I was. 
very has exciting. there been any uh, any notes or rumors or uh what who would you guys like to see play him pierce brosnan only hard stop only <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> has to be has to be there has to be okay. a reason why he was painted in the celebration banner actually i don't know um <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know they have to have great cheekbones and they have, <laughs> they have to, to be able to, to wear blue off well. yeah. they, they have to be able to pull off the voice not benedict cumberbatch <sighs> no please don't no really? he's got good cheekbones he has yeah, a good voice. Too. He's got it a good voice to too. Kind of a, it needs to be kind of a, a, a special voice, I think, too. Yeah. Paul Bentney could maybe do it with some prosthetics. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't that be weird? Is that uh, Vision? That's Dryden yeah. Voss. Yeah. Wouldn't I'm going to guess that. Yeah. That <laughs> since we haven't seen or heard of any potential leaks, we're probably not going to be seeing Thrawn this season. Period. Nah, we would have heard something about I don't think that. I think we're gonna see him in the Ahsoka spin-off. Yeah, series. I think this was like so Ahsoka's on her path and Mando's on his path, and this was just right. the tangent point between the two. I don't okay. think the I think the, the Thrawn thing is gonna come to a head in another story. Yeah. Okay. This was this was them saying, Okay, the diehards love Ahsoka. How do we get the casuals to know who Ahsoka is and then we can do a series about her? Totally yes. agree. Yeah, Lars totally Mikkelsen, agree. Yes. Yeah. I want Lars Mikkelsen as Thrawn. Yeah. I mean, that's that is Thrawn to me. Now yeah. that is Thrawn. Uh I'll say this. I've read Thrawn forever. And to hear Lars uh as Thrawn, I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Definitive Thrawn. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens here. <sighs> is everyone else wiped? Has it been a long Thanksgiving a couple days? <laughs> it's been it's been uh, it's all the trip to it's been nice. Yeah, I only I got mean, one watch in, and it was killing me not to get the second one in because I, I do the second with like subtitles in. So luckily today was only Friday, and I got all weekend. To oh get yeah, more watches in yeah. all weekend. So for my own self-serving, yeah. So I can get this this question in here: If Baby Yoda is in some way involved with the return of the Emperor, does that make it any better at all? For Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. Are we going down um, a, a snoky a snoky path here? Are I we? Just, uh, just, I just don't know uh, if the if that if that kid is involved with that in any way. Yeah. Does it make it any better that the Emperor is back? I don't no. think just because Baby Yoda slash Grogu is involved would make it better, but I think that they potentially could. No more make some explanations mm-hmm. and fill in some holes that would make it better. Yes. Oh, that we talked so about this last sad. week. We talked yeah. about this last week where it was like, if they, you know, them being able to tie things together does make, make it better. I mean, unless they do it in a totally like weird, lame way, but I mean, yeah, usually it's the same thing that you were saying earlier about clone wars. Like people yeah. really like, yeah, got like the prequels better once they were able to like tie things together with yeah. the Clone Wars series. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. Yes. I mean, listen, anything they can do to help the sequel trilogy out and add some depth to the characters and stories, I'm all for it. If anyone can do it, it's Favreau Filoni. Yeah. I'm, I'm all on board with that. I was very excited to see the, the Snoke in the jar or what we presume to be those dark science cloning experiments. That is huge. So, yeah, Steve, I mean, I'm a noted sequel trilogy hater uh, <laughs> at Jonas Chris. And uh, anything they can do to help that that story out, I'm all about it. So for sure, for sure. Um, Any thoughts on next week's episode? Where are we going? Are we going to Tython or are we getting derailed? What's happening? I think uh, Gideon's going to catch them. Gideon will get them before Tython or on Tython. I'm totally lost because I didn't think we were going to see Ahsoka until the end of the season. I thought they were going to just keep pulling us on that 
on that string until the very end of the season. So now <laughs> that we saw her and seconds. now that, yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> away too. There you go. Um, now that we saw her and now that I honestly don't think we're going to see her again, I agree with you. I have no clue where we're going. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we're awesome. going to get to that Avengers moment uh, where we get all the, the cast and crew together to defeat the dark troopers. Who's going to defeat the dark troopers now? Darn. Not Ahsoka. Who's going to get I mean, it? if darn. we could, we could see Ahsoka again for that purpose, but that would, I mean, it would be just, it would be that. I don't think it'd be leading into anything else. Do you think they would try to Grand Moff Tarkin, a young Luke Skywalker, and make it him, the person that comes, hears the call, and yeah. comes to, yeah? I, I do. I think it's possible. And, and listen, it's a mainstream show. And I know that we always talk about how we don't want to recycle things. And listen, yeah, the Skywalker saga is probably over. Okay. Yeah. This is unrealistic that Luke Skywalker is going to be there. But if they wanted a, a, a truly shocking moment, something that would rile up mainstream Dark yes. Vader fans, yeah, agree. it is getting Luke Skywalker involved in some capacity. Now, I thought we were going to get a mention of Luke Skywalker, and that was going to be it. There's only a few Jedis left in the galaxy. Uh, Luke Skywalker is whatever. She says some name. Maybe she's just, a, I don't know. May, does she even know Luke Skywalker? That was one of the questions we had going into this. That was going to be an interesting thing. Does she know the son of her former master? That was very interesting. Uh, well, we don't know that. We don't know that yet. If uh, I mean, if any Jedi shows up to that call, that's almost like an abrupt end to this series as it's been established. Because I asked this on a previous show, and I, I feel like you guys all agreed that the entirety of this series is going to be a wolf and cub father son mm -hmm. yeah. excursion. Yeah. So if if he puts the child on the stone at the Jedi temple and he calls a Jedi and a Jedi shows up and takes him, the series is over. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't, yeah, don't really, I don't see think that there's going to be, yeah. A, 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 a like new main mission. The main mission of this entire series is going to be Mandalorian figuring out what to do with kid. I don't think they're going to be like, all right, season three, He's actually got such and such chasing him. In season four, his new problem is this. In season five, his new problem is this. I think the entire show, to its entirety, the end of the show is going to be him and Baby Yoda parting in some way, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this a little earlier um, off pre-show. Um, I, I think if you start inserting Ahsoka and you start, insert Ezra and you insert Luke and you insert all these other people, you've no longer made the story about Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, and this child, you've made it about Star Wars universe as the broader whole. Right. Right. Whereas I think you can throw a Bo-Katan in there. You can throw um, Ahsoka in for an episode. You can throw some of these little characters, like these characters in for one episode and leave it at that. And, and Kyle, you know, when, when we were talking earlier and you said, well, I could see Din going back to help Bo reclaim Mandalore. That's much more of a story that fits with this whole thing right than anything else with the jedi because it's them taking back something that was theirs it's their home planet it, it's their home world trying to get it back from the empire who clearly has left it in shambles um you know and you bring in Bo, or maybe later on a sabine or um you know some of these other characters and and use them to retake mandalore i can see that much more than anything else in this series lots to talk about 
Lots to talk about this. Uh, clearly. I mean, this is the longest razor crest rex that we've done yet. And, uh, it, you know, this just so much. And of course, Filoni gave it to us. This is a Filoni episode classic. Uh, and it's sure, sure enough going to be an episode. We're going to dissect for a long time, especially if Ahsoka doesn't come back. We're going to wonder where the journey to grand Admiral, grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be, uh, very exciting. I can't wait to dive into this. I, <laughs> my head's spinning in a million different places. I still think Maggie Ezra Bridger is going to answer I'd the call. Be so happy! Oh, how cool would that be? How cool I got to start be? watching more more of that show, man. I yes, think you seen, do. I think I've seen all of like season one and season two, and I definitely saw all of uh, the last season of Clone Wars. But the tail end of Rebels, I still need to clean up. I Get think. in on it because it's yeah. incredible. So, so Chris, do you think that Ezra and Thrawn have already been found from the Purgle? Thing? I think I think that they probably split ways because if Thrawn is still involved in nefarious activities with world killers, um, that that goes against my thought that Ezra could have changed Thrawn for the better. I still I was very hopeful that Ezra was going to be able to change Thrawn and we would get good guy Thrawn, um, but clearly. I think, yeah, I don't think it matches up with the with the timeline. You guys were saying this could happen before that epilogue scene in Rebels. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. We don't know. But uh, my my opinion is that it's after. But I I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, I think well, you, that this episode was after the epilogue scene of Rebels. Yes, and I think yes. it's probably actually after Sabine and Ahsoka have already found. Ezra yes. and Thrawn. And Thrawn was probably an ass. Got, he escaped somehow and is trying to, um, you know, build his faction of the Empire. Or they let him go and now she needs him again. I don't know. But yep. um, could I unlock, think could that's be my assumption. Unlock something here. So um, we are going to almost get cut off on YouTube here. So we yeah, do we have to go. wrap up this episode. Uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. There's clearly it's a it's a huge episode. Added, we got three more episodes in the season, so they're going to end right before the Christmas holiday. Wild, wild. We don't know where we're going to go from here. So, everybody, uh, let's drop our handles. Where can they find you at, Mr. Steve? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at uh, twit underscore slin, S-L-I-N-N. Like we've talked about a couple of times here on social media, though, I don't really do too much social media. I'm just a straight-up Star Wars friend. I listen to the show. I love interacting with you guys and sending texts and getting tweets back and things like that. So I'm just very happy to be able to come on again and talk to you guys about Star Wars. And just thank you guys so much for putting Thanks out for a cause. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, out. yeah. All right. Well, very good cool. Yeah, it's very good to have you, Steve. It's and you're on the other side of the country, so thank you yeah. for joining us in a in a different time zone here. Appreciate that. You can find the Star Wars Friends at SW Friends Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me and all my uh, spoilers dropping tomorrow at No One Is Chris. This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanan. This is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I Am The Bendu. This is Kyle, and I am KD underscore Legend on everything. This is Maggie, and you can find me on Twitter at Maggie of Town. All right. Well, we are going to end this in classic fashion. As may the force be with you. Always, always, always. always.